Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with the Babyface and his fellow funny friend. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, two, one. We're not recording Finley. My guest today is comedian actor Ethan McKinley. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> I do like that. There we go. Let's get both of our mics okay, rubbing together. We're, like du- a, we're going a, double a P today. Porn video. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. I've not Thank seen you for a while. I know, yeah, it's been quite a while. I missed yeah, you yeah. slightly. <laughs> I was going to say, how's your mum? But. Your mum was actually just here in this yeah. weird slash communal community old person area. With lovely pink which walls. Remarkably, doesn't smell of a weird. <laughs> it is shock- it's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I know you've been doing a few different things randomly, hence why it's been a bit. Um, we had to delay doing the first one a little bit. Um, just yes, yeah, so to tell the people about the presenting gig you were doing in Belgium and right, Belgium. Yes, uh, yeah. basically, my friend is a stand-up comedian called Neil Cole who has been in the game longer than both of us. He's been doing it since 1998. In fact, oh. I think he started with Russell Brand. Oh, and I think then oh, they Russell were Brand? they presented on MTV together in like the early 2000s. Oh, sound, so he was doing stuff with Russell Brand. It sounds glamorous. I've only met this guy like last year. So <laughs> we're not old friends. Uh, but Make it sound glamorous. It doesn't matter. Though. Basically, <laughs> basically, he's a sports presenter now. And uh, he said, uh, I can't do this gig. Can you do it? And I was like, He's like, well, just lie. I'll back you up. <laughs> uh, so basically, the I job. We're going to leave that part out. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, I mean, well, cool, I mean, cool. presenting kind of because I've done like about five hundred of my own podcasts for both the Two Minute Terminator, which I recommend you listen to, folks. It's quite funny. Just quite funny. What was that? The Two Minute Terminator. What's that? Uh, the first podcast I ever did uh, was oh. a show where I watched the Terminator films one minute at a time, and then I would talk about that one minute oh, okay and i did literally every minute of every film right up until terminator genesis of so five oh, terminator geez. films that was a lot of episodes granular then. detail sometimes with guests uh with another girl called ellie who was just as hilarious and uh yeah we, i think there's about 500 episodes of that and then i've got Jesus. my other show which is questionable where i asked like yeah, that's you, the, one this I is the same yeah, thing yeah. as this but yeah because i did that he went you, you can do this just lie i'll back you up and i was like okay to be so fair, I, when I heard you were doing it, I thought it made sense for you. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He's, he's got a big mouth thing. and no one likes him. He'd be great on TV. Put him, put, put, make him a presenter. So yeah, I applied for it. Words, I said I can also ride a motorbike because it was for the Spa mm. uh, Biker Classic 2019 Endurance Race, which is a four-hour bike race on classic sports bikes, which are bikes from like the early 80s, basically. Oh, okay. Like Worth that kind it. of old-timey Top Gun old. type bike. Not the new one, the old Top Gun. Uh, you so know, I have, it's one of those films I haven't seen, but carry on. You don't need to. Well, having said that, to. looking back on it, in the society we now live in, Top Gun is pretty much the gayest film ever. It's all these men, oh, yeah. oiled up <laughs> men, right, in towels, talking about being there, each other's wingman, and aren't, you can ride my tail anytime. Uh, so, yeah. The undertones that I've got Und- from it, yeah. galore. <laughs> Amplified only by the fact we now live in this LGBT paradise. And we have to work back in mind, too. And we have Brokeback Mountain, yeah. and everything <laughs> is gay, and every store has got a rainbow in it. 
Jokers uh, so fucking Mysterio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the job basically. It was just to present this bike race. On the first day, I knew nothing what was going on. So I talked to all the riders and I talked to all the pit crews. Went, what is this? Please explain to me so I don't get fired. And they were like, okay, so it's a this blah, 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 what I have to do. So it's a four-hour race. And then the next day, I had to present it. And then the day after that, we covered things that I did a bit shit on the first day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like, this race is amazing. Four hours of riders coming from all around the globe to do battle. Man against man, man against machine in a four-hour endurance race of motorcycle heaven or hell. So, yeah. yeah but, I, I could imagine you doing that completely then when you would, yeah. So yeah, basically bullshitting my way through it. So hopefully, who knows, I might get another job from it. What yeah, was, yeah. was some strange assailants at the window? Right, for those, that, <laughs> no, for no. those that don't know, we're basically in this slash community centre care home. Mm-hmm. And at any point, I've been told by your mother, Carl, that it will uh, happen. any woman, man, or anything, crack, pervert, whatever, paedophile with a cape, who knows, could walk through that door at any time and just go and do his laundry. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. If he dares. If he dares. I like you like I mean, you like to live dangerously, I like this car. Yeah, doing <laughs> <laughs> Laundry, you American bastard, fucking hell. <laughs> when what, did you do your laundry? What what would what you say? Do you mean washing? Washing. I just got go. raked over the calls by Carl's mother for saying oldie. What do you I'm say? Aldi. Because apparently in, in Birmingham recently, uh, there's been an Aldi. Aldi? Aldi. Aldi. When you uh, said it, you said um, there had been an oldie, I won't give it away, but there had been an oldie effectively. I go on, you go first, go on, yeah. Well, no, that's, yeah, where? They thought I saw yeah. an, old, an oldie people's home. Yeah, yeah, like, basically an oldie people's home. Aldi. 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 In Birmingham, we say Aldi. Uh, yeah, there was an Aldi supermarket that's been looted mm. by a group of people. We're not going to say what kind of people, <laughs> but pe- people, let's get controversial, people have been raiding this oldie, basically. It's been on social media. And I said that, and they thought I was an old people's home. Yeah, yeah Such generally. was my non-Birmingham accent, apparently. But just, and then you showed me the video of all the pure <laughs> fake, the pure fake, you've got all these people looting. People, don't say anything else, just say people. <laughs> <laughs> all these people are varying whatever, um, very naughty. Yeah, quite naughty, if, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's like the cheapest supermarket <laughs> you could rob. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why would you not do a waitress? <laughs> yeah, it's all the same once you rub it, once you get in there, you're going away for the same <laughs> for the same thing. You might as well rob a decent supermarket. <laughs> but with that being said, I'm more of a little man anyway. Well, the only thing near to me is actually little, but I think some do good I think they're kind of fifty fifty, think little do good stuff and then all you do the stuff a little aren't good at and vice yeah, versa. Yeah. Little do good um alcohol. Yeah. The yeah, amber there is banging. Is it really? Yeah, temper, that's what I've no, I'm not letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even drink that much. Tell crap, me about, I, well, clearly. Tell me about your blue spark. Is that an energy drink or is that like no, white lightning it's, cider? It's an energy drink. It's not like Frosty okay. Jacks or anything like that. Okay. Uh, Tesco man, blue spark. Um, did um, you ever have those like days back you know, back in the day you had the um, Frosty like, Jacks and stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. at school you drink like white lightning or, yeah, or yeah. back in the day, in my day. Back in the 50s. Back in your day. Uh, w- uh, Mad Dog 2020, is that still a thing? Have you heard of that? It's like a fruity punch kind of oh, right. alcohol. It's got MD, two dogs on it. It's called MD 2020 now, I think. If it's what I'm thinking of, it's like a kind of fruit drink. Because like, it was like the 90s Alka Pops back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have but had then that. then like t- Hooch came out and then like two dogs. And yeah, it's, Mad it's Dog MD 2020. 2020 now. Okay. Because I I assume anyway because I've drank MD twenty twenty. Didn't they exactly. call it MD because all the kids are on Mandy and stuff? <laughs> they go, we call it MD. I think it came out before that. 
I think it was around like 13 years ago when I started drinking or no way, I'm 28 now, so like 12 years You're ago. You're so young! How old are you? Uh, 44. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really think I'm a late starter to comedy. When did you start? <laughs> like last year when you, you idiot. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, did you, last September. But we didn't do the same classes, did we? So I didn't realise for a while. So th- what did we learn in those classes? That's what I'd like to know. No, no, I didn't not, do them. Not much. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing it 11 months, but if you take off the bit I haven't done for the last two months, that yeah. makes it nine months. And then maybe January was quiet after bombing on the comedy store stage. When I went up there, I thought, oh, we did, we, did me and Gerps went to the comedy store. Which one was that? The Gong Show. Never did the Gong Show list. Where was that? Uh, in Manchester. Sorry, did I oh, say okay. that? Yeah, Manchester Comedy Store. I thought, oh, it's the comedy store. Mr. Showbiz, I'll wear this gold <laughs> sparkly sequiny jacket. And these pointy shoes and spray on jeans. Don't ever do that. The unif- You have to wear a check shirt and look like a nerd, basically, if you want to be a comedian and accepted. So I've learned my lesson now. No, I went up you there. Don't. I don't agree with that. I literally got to, hi, my name's Ethan. How is everyone? And they just gonged me off. <laughs> what? I can, I can only assume. Ass- <laughs> That's so harsh. I can only assume uh, the, the jacket had something to do with my downfall. I, I would think so. You literally walked on and they gonged that mean you have to leave. I was like, hey, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? Woo, how's it going? Manchester Comedy Store, woo! And I was like, so, uh, is anyone? And they went, bong. Oh. And I was literally, and also, I think with that, those gong shows, I think some of them are quite nice. I think Spiky Mike one's not as bad because you get like a two minute grace period to tell them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, stage. yeah, yeah. Whereas the, the I was I went up first, which you should never do apparently in a gong show because one, they'll forget you when, by the time they get to the end of the night. Yeah. And two. Like most things, yeah. Because this guy went, right, this is a hard show. Get him off the stage. You've got 40 hours to get through. Be tough on these people. They literally had all the knives sharpened to uh, to kill the first comedian that came on. And unfortunately, I was that comedian. Or uh, not, God. basically. Yeah, yeah. He's messing with his levels now, folks, on his mixer. I'm just making sure. I have a habit of sure. doing it too quietly. We're actually recording with four mics for this. Two of mine and two of his. So one of the... One of the we'll get sound, don't worry. <laughs> we'll get sound. <laughs> Somehow. These, these normally work okay, and yours look a hell of a lot more professional than mine, so something's going to work. I know. <laughs> I broke the bank getting these mics. It's so ridiculous. Like, oh, it's 350 quid a piece. Really? Fucking hell. It's the, uh, the Shure SM7B uh, mic, which apparently... Uh, Michael Jackson recorded the Thriller album on. Oh. Not these exact ones. Not these exact ones, no. no. Cause they, They'd be worth a lot more than Yeah, that. the foam of it would be worth a hell of a lot. They'd have yeah. DNA still on this. Oh, God. Did you see that documentary, by the way, of Michael I, Jackson? I was about to say you would have endless DNA of him <laughs> and all, your, all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, what else? Did, yeah, did you watch that two part documentary of Michael Jackson? I watched the first part. Oh, dude, you've got to get the second part. I, I, it was just confirming what I thought anyway. To be honest with you, because I know lots of people have only seen the first part. They go, yeah, they're just trying to extort money from him. But yeah. they do set up in the second part that once you're I've in the clips. once you're in the kind of the uh, the hemisphere of a of a of a, someone who's an abuser, yeah. they convince you that you can't tell anyone because this will stop. I'll be killed, yeah. put in jail. So they were literally thought Michael Jackson would be put to death if they told anyone. So at the time. And because they were in love with him as well. Yeah, they were generally like they saw it as a. Even now, a lot of them saw it as a good. They're thing. very conflicted, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, conflicted. So yeah, conflicted. Whatever Michael did to them was, they must have liked to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial. Well, it's, it's like Stockholm syndrome, in it basically. Yeah, essentially. But, um, was it four hours? Somebody comes, he goes. <laughs> 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 your face, neck, and chest. 
god. He had like a alarm set up, didn't he? Like so that if he if anyone was walking outside his he'd room, he'd know. Yeah, there was know. like there was like four rooms in between him and the parents, and they're all locked. Oh god. And he put like. Uh, Tic tacs and pins on the floor. People go, oh, ah, ah, ah. really? No, I just made that up. Oh, I can see it too. He hears it hit the mom stepping on a. a tip, so Macaulay Culkin got Home Alone from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this will never happen to me again, and that's why I've inserted all these things into my movie as a subtle. What about the, have you seen the R. Kelly one? The other explosive fight documentary, Surviving I've... R. Kelly. I haven't seen it. Just to clarify, with the Leaving Neverland documentary, was that four hours or two hours? Uh, I think it was two two-hour parts. Yeah, two two-hour parts. Yeah, because I saw the first one. But I th- I thought it was riveting. I really did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was going because there was that big when it was coming out. I was going, we shouldn't have his music in in the store. It's like, well, the music's Even still good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't see. And it's not just him doing it. There was like Quincy Jones, who was like one of the producers on it, who yeah. did like I think the Thriller album and Billie Jean, and I think it was off the wall. Did he do three of them? I don't know. He did Bad. There's like other people involved, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, even that. I mean, they're two separate things. You can like the music from someone. You can still watch Jim Fixit clips on. Uh, I don't know about that on one. YouTube. Just that's like video. Now then, now then, interacting now with then. kids. That's different. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, which, which is that? But concept? if he made music and it was good music, then watch Jimmy Savile's music. Listen to it. Yeah. You can still watch Moonwalker when the little kids are watching him doing the. Uh, yeah, because yeah. Smooth criminal dance through the things. I suppose to an exception you can watch Jim Fix it still actually. Oh good, as soon yeah. as he gets out of that club, he's gonna bum all these kids. <laughs> it's like um He's gonna turn into the robot car man from Moonwalker and then drive into that child's bum. <laughs> and, and, Watkins. and transform back into Michael Jackson and leave his Willie in there. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that podcast you had, Carl, that was ripped off YouTube because we were talking about controversial <laughs> yeah. subjects? Still on Spotify though. Sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian Watkins was the last prophet's guy, wasn't he? He actually, do you know what? I, him as well, Anna Kelly, as you mentioned. I knew a girl who was a model uh, who said she went out with Ian Watkins. She's like, he was so weird and I hated him and he got me hooked on heroin. Right, the last prophet's Ian Watkins or steps Ian Watkins. <laughs> uh, I the, uh, the last prophet's one. Okay. The, the bad the one. Bad, the bad one. <laughs> Unless you're a pedo, you probably go, actually, the one in steps is yeah. the worst <laughs> Ian Watkins. Which one's Ian Watkins then? The one that looks like Ben Affleck? From, H- from Steps. H. H. H is in Walking. So when loads of people. Why is he um, called H in Steps then? That, the gay one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think is he gay? Them are. Are we allowed to say that? Are. I think you're right. It was Can a fact. He likes bum. Yeah, likes but I, I, bum. he was never alluded to. It's like the one in uh, S Club 7 that was like the blonde, fair haired boy who oh, went into Lay Mist the musical. Did he? There was the. Oh, the musical, not the film. There was the black rat boy. There was. Uh, well, I that don't know what Bradley. his name was. Bradley. 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 There you go. Sorry, Bradley, if you're listening, I apologise. <laughs> he ain't listening. He's probably dead. <laughs> probably dead. And there was Tina, who was my personal favourite. Everyone used to go for Rachel. Yeah, she was the one that got pretty good for me, weren't she? She was. She was the fit, fit one. But I always yeah. thought Tina was the one that would, you know. I don't know. I remember Rachel looked fun. a bit like. And then there was Lansky. the blonde one, Hannah Spirit, who went into uh, yeah. Prime Evil. Yeah, yeah, and Monsters. I think she was in. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. other boy, who was, I think, the gay one. So the gay one from that. I, yeah, I can't even remember. John but, someone. But yeah, he went yeah. to musicals, I think. But um, the thing I used to laugh about, there's um, a song... So what, hang on, sorry, just to clarify, why is H called H in Steps? 
I don't fucking know. Did he? Because <laughs> I how, don't know. How prophetic is that? Changing your name, going. I do not want to be calling him Watkins because yeah. you never know. You think we've got a H in his this name? This name is cursed. And then he's, he's like, thank God I call myself H because the other end Watkins is evil. You've got the wrong game, Watkins, mate. You really are to tell. You just said you're sorry to a dirty pedophile. Because <laughs> <laughs> they said he was having sex with. He was trying to put his. Uh, in a one-year-old baby, is that correct? In Watkins? Yeah. Yeah, and the mums in that were okay with it. They, like, let it happen. I don't know if it was a one-year-old, but I think there was something about younger, that young as well, yeah. Because I have to say as well, especially if you got that girl I met once who were, like, hooked on heroin, and she was a Oh, yeah, what was mess. that again you said then? Sorry, because I kind of... Forgot what a, I that. can't remember her name. I'm not protecting no, her no, here. No, don't say her name. Anyway. But uh, her, name, her name was Bill. <laughs> Bob. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. And she said, I was like, hooked on heroin for years, and I used to go out with this guy, Ian Watkins, he was in The Last Prophets. I never listened to The Last no. Prophets, so I didn't know who she was talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. This is like, still listen to This him. is like 10 years ago. So I was like, who, what? And uh, yeah, she said he was, he was an awful man and a complete weirdo. So that's when all that came out. I was like, oh my God. Maybe yeah, she was yeah, telling yeah. the truth. He was a complete weirdo. But Bill Cosby. Put it up. And Bill Cosby, of course, would berate other comics. Eddie Murphy obviously famously talked about it, I think, in Delirious, because he was always berating Eddie Murphy for like oh, swearing and stuff. And Richard yeah. Pryor. And it, isn't it funny how all the people are always telling you to be good and not do this and not do that always turn out to be yeah. the most worst. The most worst. God. The most worst. After they mispronouncing all this, now my grammar <laughs> is terrible as well. Uh, you, you're into films and stuff then? I'm like, into films. You, Does a rock and horse have a wooden dick call? Yes. <laughs> well, no, actually, I've looked. They don't. <laughs> so you're a film fan? I don't know. I didn't know I'm a you film were. fan. You're a big film fan. Yeah. When your parents divorce and you're five, you get sat in front of a TV and you watch a lot of films. Same! Yay! Yay! Divorce high five. Is your dad alive? Huh? Is your dad alive? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, mine's dead, so absent father's high five. Woo! Way! <laughs> We're lonely. <laughs> um, we now observe a one-minute silence for our absent fathers. Thank you. Gong. <laughs> Gonged up again. <laughs> what films do you want to talk about, Carl? Oh, just asking about films, Jen. Would you see that um, Avengers is now the highest-grossing film? Did you see that? Well, uh, well, fans of Marvel who want to shit on Avatar constantly, though why I don't know, in adjusted money, because Avatar was you now 10 years ago this Christmas. Oh, we're talking about inflation now. Without inflation, it is still not the most uh, profitable film ever. Is so this correct? Suck it, Marvel. <laughs> to be fair, it was a bit convenient when they suddenly broke it. They broke it the news just before the Phase 4 announcements. Still a good film. So, yeah. Not as good as uh, Infinity War. Yeah, good man. Infinity War good man. was much better. Yeah. And it's such a rare opinion, that is. By the way, when they did that, have you seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it all. That I, montage I, of them with kind of like everyone's signatures coming up, and it's almost like a yeah. thank you to the I, fans. I, sorry, just doing I got there, like, just, I was, for Infinity War and Endgame, I was one of the people there one minute past midnight to watch it on the first night. You fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. Absolute nerd. Happily, I'm a beautiful nerd, I so I get away with watch it in the afternoon for, for the old people's lower price. You know it's cheaper in the afternoon, right? Oh, uh, a limited card, thank I'm you. Paid six fifty. I have a limited. Uh, Eat that marble. Uh, yeah, time. at the end when they're doing that signature and you're showing all the, the heroes as it were, and the actors that play them, it's like, yeah, thanks yeah, for watching, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. We love your fans, and thanks, Robert Downey Jr. You charming, mm. handsome bastard. Uh, why did they not include Stanley in that? He'd literally died that year, not a few months before. Couldn't they have there been like a thank you, Stan? Yeah, yeah. Was well, right. Cool. Didn't they do that for Captain Captain Marvel though? If I remember correctly. Well, they put Stan in. There's a when they do the Marvel like comic book pages, flicking with yeah, the logo yeah, comes yeah. up at the start. There was a little, there was like a Stan oh, Lee one. Like, why would you do that? Cap one, Captain Marvel. No one likes Captain 
Two. It wasn't very good. Three. I don't like to be last than that. Well, actually, that is. But I know none of them like her. Uh, so, yeah, they should have, I think, put it at the end of Infinity. No, well, they should, they should, everything should have put it at the end of Infinity. Wasn't this before that? Didn't he die like after Infinity War came out, I'm pretty sure? He did. He died just before, was it January or something, February? I can't remember when and it was. And I think Endgame came out in April. Yeah, yeah, I know we didn't get to see it before Patchy he died. Patchy film. Hmm? Patchy film. It, it, it's. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'll tell you how I knew it wasn't that great, because Infinity War, I went to watch it, I really enjoyed it, and I went back, like, honestly, a good, like, four or five times, because... Bloody hell. I got limitless, though, <laughs> so I can, I just got high, you know, I was in town, I was high, and I was like, I'm going to go watch Infinity War, sometimes I would have left, like, an hour early, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I buy a ticket, sometimes I go in an hour late so I could see the later <laughs> stuff, but all in all, saw it about four or five times, um, Endgame, I didn't go and watch it again once, I just never was, I just wasn't, didn't want to see it again. Yeah, didn't need to. Was enough. So that made me realise that obviously I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't knowingly know it at first. And, uh, well, by the way, if you listen to this, spoilers, uh, turn the turn the show off now. Go and watch Endgame and come back. That's but right. here we go. Yeah, Black we have Widow done spoilers, died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing a Black Widow film. Yeah, but it's a prequel. <laughs> but she's gone. Know, it's part of she's Phase gone. Four. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's talk about Phase Four. What's coming out of Phase Four? There's okay. One Division. One division on the and Disney were, Plus. And Disney Plus. Vision's dead. Vision's dead. Yeah, I think it's going to be the time between um, was it Infinity? Infinity? What? No. Um, Age of Ultron. Civil War. Between Civil War and um, Infinity War. You know when you join back to them in Infinity War. And but they're dead. Yeah, I know. This is like this is thing. like the Force Awakens. Yeah. The Them Empire too, was agree. beaten in Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker is the hero. Everyone lives happily ever after. Oh, by the way. Han Solo married Princess Leia and it didn't work out. He's now basically homeless. He's lost the Millennium Falcon and he's like basically a drug smuggler with his pet dog, Chewie. Yeah. And uh, Luke Skywalker... Who knew about Jedi's back in the day as well. Yeah. Han Solo didn't believe him. Luke Skywalker is a disgruntled hobo who hates being a Jedi now, lit on an island full of like nun frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Nun frogs, yeah. Finn, who was a defective storm, defecting, not defective. I thought they were all clones, by the way, originally. What happened to that? They threw that idea out. Oh, just go So now it. anyone is a conscripted person, like a regular person, can join the Empire. But here's the problem, they defeated oh, the Empire. Of course, that was the bad. Empire's still around. Who was Snoke? They never really got to that, did they? John Boyega, who was a, this escaping stormtrooper as an interesting story arc. They did nothing with him. Actor, I think, as well. And then in the second one, he was in, in love in this side story. He rescued all those space horses from the casino planet. Yeah, that, that whole went thing. nowhere. Last Jedi in general was a terrible And then he fell in film. love with that Korean chick with the boxy head. <laughs> did he pull for her in the end? Yeah, she's like, love, this is the real victory. And then she's like, do this for love when he, she like knocks his ship out the way with that laser beam. Remember that? Like, yeah. Why are you in love with her? Her sister at the start, the really beautiful Asian chick, she died right when it, they bombed. Oh yeah, but she was the one super hot sister. Didn't she kill herself to blow up the thing to save them? I'm pretty really sure that's what happened. But why couldn't they have swapped those roles? Why yeah. you'd have been in love with the hot Chinese one? People sorry, hated Korean, that whatever. Girl. I'm sorry, I'm being not being racist. <laughs> but she had a square you want head. a hotter Korean girl? She looked like fine. a pillow with a wig on. <laughs> Sorry, John Boyega, you picked wrong, son. Picked wrong in general, because Ray was hotter than both of them anyway. The point is, once the, <laughs> st- once the story's finished with Marvel, <laughs> why would you bring all the characters back? They're fucking dead. No, I no agree. new characters. WandaVision and um, Black Widow, not so much, because they needed... They should have done it earlier, but they needed to do it either way. And it's an easy, easy money, so I get it. They're doing I it because it's all this female empowerment which is happening. 
Yeah. It's like we do new characters. Yeah. Well, leave that behind now. We've had ten years of Black Widow. There's also some of the other films. There's Eternals coming out. That's got a couple of good female. But the problem is the um, this. They've gender swapped some of the roles, haven't they? Have they? Yeah. I didn't. I haven't read that much into Eternals. I don't know that much about that. I, I, don't, oh, I don't know. The only exciting th- film out of all of those films for me is Blade. Yeah, Blade. Because the old yeah. Blade movies are back. Well, the first. That's not two. Phase Four, though. What? That's going to be Phase Five. Oh God. Mm-hmm. So basically, all of Phase Four is the characters you already know that are already dead having adventures. Well, I know it's probably multiverse. It's a different version of a different time. It's not multiverse isn't a thing as much as they make it out to be. Well, Loki went through that teleporting thing, didn't he? he yeah, lo- that's what his series is going to be about. And disappeared. Because mm-hmm. there's a Loki series coming for Disney Plus, and that's what that's going to be about. That Loki. I don't think they'll get Tom. What's his name? Tom, Tom Hiddleston. They don't want to get him for that. He's, he's already busy. said. He's already said he's doing he might do a movie, but I couldn't see him doing a series. Well, that's the thing. Probably we've ha- I, I was thinking about that, but I think it's going to work. Do you understand in why everyone likes Hoop's character so much as well? Do I? No disrespect to Tom Hiddleston. Oh, Luke is amazing. Like oh, why? Is he? Mm. He's alright. I like him. I thought the guy was a bit of a creep that played him at first, but I think I was looking at it wrong now, looked at it back. Mm. But, um. I don't know. Of uh, all the great villains in history, I'd never think of Loki in history. <laughs> as a likeable or charming. Because he's meant to, to be mischievous. Yeah, the god of mischief. But you still like him, but he does naughty things. Yeah, I, I, I like Loki. I like Loki a lot more than I like Thor in the first two. Maybe that's why. Well, because the first two Thor films were shit. Exactly. So in the first two Thor films, which was so shit, <laughs> the only good part was Loki. He was the best part in a pile of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, him being the bad guy for Avengers. Are we really slowly like. deconstructing the Marvel Universe? Because <laughs> that shit, that's rubbish. Why are they doing this? I can was any any forever, good? man. I love Marvel. Iron Man 1, good. I still Iron like Man. Iron Man 2. Yeah, Weirdly, I like that. Whiplash was cool. It made no sense, but it was cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mickey Rourke and stuff. Rourke, yeah, yeah, I like that. And uh, I actually like 3, because it's more about Robert Downey Jr. And yeah, the PTSD. He's the Marvel Universe. Yeah. How are they going to do it without him? I have no idea. Uh, have you seen Far From Home? Yes. Spider-Man. They kind of... I thought that was kind of... Because he's kind of the new one, isn't he? Tom Holland is like the new tech guy. He is, but I don't. I hope they don't go down that road because I think Spider-Man needs to be a kid with problems and at school and well, solving problems in like uh, in Queens in New York. It's already kind of gone past that, isn't it? Because at the end of the film, in the he was saying, "I just want to be a kid. Why do I have to do this?" And then I don't know if it's like, to, oh fuck it, it doesn't matter. It um, does matter. This is Marvel. That's what I was about to say. I was about to say I shouldn't say it, but oh fuck, it doesn't matter. Um, at the end of Spider-Man, they talk about how John. J. Jonah Jameson, remember he comes back. Parker! Yeah, and he announces that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, so that's still going to be the next film. So that's Which, what are they trying to say with that, though? Because, like, J. Jonah Jameson is from the kind of Sony, yeah. Columbia Pictures Spider-Man Tobey films. Maguire and that. Couldn't they ever recast that? I know he's great. Yeah, they, they could have, but everyone wanted him back. He was great. That, why cast Mujuba Jimba Juba Juba, whatever his name is, playing Blade? Oh, okay. Mahuji Buji Ali, whatever his name is. It's to bring back Wesley Snipes. No, I fu- you know, but have you heard about Wesley Snipes? Oh, yes, he smokes <laughs> lots of weed and he fucked it up on Blade 3. We all yeah, know that. Yeah, like the whole post-it note. He would only communicate via post-it note. And then he didn't pay his taxes and went to prison. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all know that. He's a bad boy, but he's he a old. great Blade. Yeah, but he's old now. Vampires aren't supposed to age. What is he? He must be like 55, right? I don't know. Black don't crack. <laughs> but the bones do. <laughs> <laughs> throws his back out trying to do a, a karate move. <laughs> nah, he's too old for it now, man, I think. Well, we'll see. But yeah, the only exciting thing they're doing really there with Blade, I mean, it's 
Where's the fantastic four? What they should have done? They did say that they're going to come and the mutants. Why? They specifically mentioned them. Why didn't they leave it for two years and three years and get everyone excited again? Because they've like. Spider-Man Far From Home is now the last film. Sorry for boring, boring you nerds. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners might be like, what the fuck are they doing on Marvel all the time? <laughs> the end of Phase 4 really should have been Endgame, shouldn't it? But then Spider-Man's it should like, have been. oh, it's not yeah. quite over. We're going to talk about Endgame. It was, it was like in the book, though, you get the epilogue. Yeah. Was it prologue? Epilogue, isn't it? Yeah. I felt fa- uh, Spider-Man Far From Home was like B-Marvel. was B. Really? I preferred Homecoming more. I... <laughs> I actually really like um, Far From Home, but I tell you what bothered me is. And that Nick Shrew was a scroll. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. That, was that ruined of, it a bit. It was a bit wasted, I thought, that whole thing. And the scrolls are meant to be baddies. No, not in. In the, the comics, they're Marvel. like evil yeah, shapeshifters, yeah, yeah. aren't yeah. they? But then they kind of do a double the Thanos chin. Yeah. In, in terms of wrestling, they did a double turn. like, we're refugees. Can you see what we're trying to shove into the story yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Just so you like all refugees. Did God. you know? Can you see what we're doing? Female empowerment, refugees. Super PC, weren't it? It was like Captain PC, that film. It was. Really, but like, women empowerment. Can we just have a film that's fun? <laughs> Do we have to worry about someone's, if they're a refugee or their sexuality, if they're in a wheelchair? I can't even remember the last fun Marvel. When you put it like that, actually, you know. Do you feel they're getting too woke? Do you know that term? Oh, woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel they're getting a bit too... <laughs> a bit too woke. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. There was this... Uh, she was a, I can't remember what her name is. She's a feminist writer and she's script doctoring. Oh, I know who she is. Feely Waller-Bridge. She is in the new James Bond film, which I think is called Shatterhand, or it's his working title. Comes out this December. Is it Shatterhand? No, I think that's just yeah, the working <coughs> title the one they use on the set. Feely Waller-Bridge, the guy from the lady... The guy, the, sorry. <laughs> hey, man, gender is a fluid. <laughs> it's a concept. Uh, to be fair, you can't gender assume anyway, so if anyone complains that you for calling anyone well, anything, you'd be like, well, you're assuming their gender. She is doing script doctoring or adding to the script also being in the film and I think this she is the one that's added this new female black not James Bond relax 007 yeah it's not James Bond because <coughs> they made this point didn't they that James Bond is actual name in the yeah. film which I didn't like I loved the whole idea of James Bond a being a code name yeah, yeah. pseudonym so yeah I don't know it's just like it's, it's so in your face constantly now and it's like if you they do it on purpose want to generate I guess interest in the film or get people arguing and also, yeah, if you yeah, go, yeah. actually, and you ask a question, they go, you're a racist or a bigot, how dare you? You're like, I'm just yeah. asking, because like... So, um, outrage culture. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that, man. The fact that if you have an opinion about anything, and you bring it up, then you're apparently um, wrong for doing that, when it's just, most of the time, it's just proving a fact, just saying a fact. And I know they call you racist if you go, but I've got a black friend. But oh, I have, yeah. several. Yeah. <laughs> and I've asked them, and spoke to a bit length about this, and they're like, yeah, we don't want a black female James Bond. In fact, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of them said no to black James Bond. Can't we have, like, our own thing? It just feels like white guilt going, oh, I'm sorry, have this. If we, if we yeah. paint a black face on this character, you'll all shut up. <laughs> And they all found it. They found it more kind of worrying and offensive than perhaps the white people. I don't know. No, I agree. It's stupid. Um, like it's all getting very scary out there. Yeah, it's the the people feel like they have to be offended for other people. I watched the Blade people... as a kid. I loved it. I didn't care that he was black. It was a great yeah, film yeah. and a great character. And all no fairness. And probably... Ripley and Aliens and the Alien film Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah. And Milly Jovovich. I didn't realise that. She wouldn't. Well, nominated, nominated for so. Best Actress during yeah. Aliens, which is an unheard of thing for a like yeah, a sci-fi genre film. Yeah. But yeah, they were like and Sarah Connor. They've been great 
female characters. In oh, fact, oh yeah, Terminator. Sorry. The best example of it recently that didn't mention any of the fact that she's a woman. She didn't go her woman or make some shitty comment to the guy. It didn't work into the plot at all. Didn't work into the plot. She just happened to be a lady who was badass. Was Halle Berry and John Wick Three? Oh, I haven't watched that. They never met. She's just is in that film and kicks ass and they never go huh John Wick what are you doing (laughs) can't keep up there's none of that she just is in the film she's even more of a badass yeah and uh, I I do feel that a lot of this stuff is creeping in and it's all this like guilty white liberal nonsense they keep shoving into films and people are starting to notice the amount of like YouTubers I used to watch that just talk about comic books and films and now they start noticing all this politics now they almost become these like right wing mouthpieces scarily so going What's going on with this? What are they doing with Marvel? Ugh, I don't know. That's the one good thing about the internet, though. I think there needs to be more of that because you might, like, there's so much bullshit that we're fed, and most people, you don't want to make a point of it because you just come across as one of those conspiracy theorists. Closed minded, yeah. backwards thinking people, yeah. No, it's more, even though it's more open minded, realistically. Well, it is. You see, I, I try and see things from a 360 degree. Like you said earlier, maybe before we even start recording, that uh, you try and. Now, like you said, people always put politics on Facebook and you're either on this side, you're on that side, you're either for Brexit, oh, yeah. and if you're for Brexit, you're some kind of like drooling caveman, and <laughs> if you are for, for remaining, you're this like, you know, holier than thou, educated, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, everyone on the left seems to be condescending to everyone on the right, and everyone on the right seems like these crazy white that supremacists, or what, what they call yeah. Yeah. no one can have a, a, a good conversation or even a dialogue anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't go, well, I agree with you on that, but we're still friends, and maybe yeah. we can talk about it, and maybe I can see what your point of view, and maybe I can see what you see what I think, and maybe somewhere yeah. we can meet in the middle. That's the best kind of conversation you want. I yeah. love this conversation, a proper debate will get about something real. So you going, how, what, you think that? <laughs> I'm leaving, <laughs> give me my coat. I'm done. Shit. In fact, don't give me my coat, I don't want your sullied fingers on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was something in that kind of sense that I was talking about the other day. I can't remember what the bugger it was now. Is it vegan? No, it was, one of, it was one of the podcasts I was talking about the other day. Oh, the vegan It wasn't subject. veganism, it was something that came from <laughs> Veganism. Vegan, like veganism. Veganism. Veganism is stupid in general. So you're very like open-minded and towards like a lot of the stuff we're told in, basically. By the way, Carl's got his hand on my leg, my leg as he asked me about <laughs> Minded, Ethan. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I'd look, I don't know. The only thing I'll say about veganism is I feel a little bit like the trans thing that's happening now. Mm. And uh, I actually know a trans person. One of my friends, Buck Angel, who's probably the most famous trans person activist on the planet. I feel poor. Who's an actual uh, trans person. He was a woman that transitioned to being a man. But as he has said, he said, speaking Woman carefully. to transition to being a man. Okay. Yeah, as Buck said, Buck Angel. If you don't know who Buck Angel is and you're listening, folks, Google Buck Angel and literally just Google image him. <laughs> he's a, he's a famous porn star, talk. basically. Yeah, have a look what I'm talking to you about it. Okay. He's a famous porn star and he's known as the man with the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's left his porn roots man. behind him. <clears throat> mm. So basically, now he is an activist and speaker for trans. What's the name again, sorry? Buck Angel. <clears throat> And he comes under so much fire uh, by speaking openly about the situation. And he has said there's about 1.1% of trans people in the world. But because it's now become this politicised subject, every person... Look at your face. Have you seen him naked? 
No, no, he didn't pop. I was trying to find one with a vagina. Just put Buck Angel nude. Yeah, I'm going to have to. You won't mind, don't worry. Oh, you ain't got a choice. You can't Google. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I do think that. It's... Oh, good. <laughs> there you go. Carl Hinkin reacting to pictures of naked Buck Angel. We love you, Buck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Whoever, people want to do what they want. I'm absolutely fine with this. People can do what they want. It's, Everyone's yeah, got but, the right to do what they but want. But when they inflict it on everyone else and try oh, and that's, change, yeah. that's when it gets bad. And I think this trans movement now has become a little bit like that, where it's just like, I'm trans. Mm. And it's just like, well, you might be gay you might be developing you don't know who knows what but yeah it's when they're talking absolutes about only a sith deals in absolutes <laughs> well back in the day there was this show on it was a documentary about this guy who was trans and he was transitioning mm. and i'm not sure how it is now but back in the day you used to have to live as the sex you wanted to be for at least three years you'd have a ton what of does that mean though well if you're a dude wanting to be a lady you'd have to dress as a lady for three years and really earn your stripes as it were but to truly when prove was God, 90s, 80s. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because I was going to say, nowadays, saying that is like, what does that really mean? Back then, obviously, there's a much well, that's, more I think, general I think idea. because it was such a big step to do, mm. I think the health services would have to understand if you were psychologically really wanted to do this. If you're going to Which have is a good idea, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what Buck went through. Years of counselling, years of this, years of that, and then, obviously, like, having the operation. But now they're just saying, any, like, little kid can go... I think I'm trans. Oh, yeah. And they'll That's put hormone saying, blockers yeah. on you mm. so you don't go through puberty and, you know, perhaps have an operation and then you, like, when you're 25, because the human brain apparently doesn't develop properly until it's adult form, until between, like, I think it's 25 and 28. I think it's 25. So I, Generally, I, anyway. So I'm going to be 26, 27. So if you are on the fence, perhaps, with your... Set, trust me, I've got friends who've got kids and you definitely know that kid is gay so i know I've, i love i've got my two boys as you know i've got an eight-year-old and um, a four-year-old um almost five and my one's old, perhaps more flamboyant than the other my you oldest is know. kind of very camp i love him he's great yeah so I, i'd be I happy if he came up to me saying that kind of stuff and i'd make him wait until he's about 21 to really see yeah absolutely but i think now if, if everything you'd see on the news is like yeah you should just Put hormone blockers on, give kids to oh, five year olds. You're like, your brain's not developed. You, you can talk a five year old into wanting to be an oven. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm older, I want to be a kitchen utensil. Yeah, so I think all this identity politics is all getting, and sexuality politics is all getting kind of out of hand. And I do, not to lump veganism in the same thing, but mm. last summer I've got this friend called Kitty. She went, I'm a vegan now. I went, okay. And, and I went, have you had any problems being a vegan? She went, well, my hair has started to get really thin and come out in the yeah. front. And I was like... Oh, that's weird. Tell me that. Well, be, I, because it, I think it depends on your antecedent DNA. So, like, if you yeah. are from a certain part of Northern Europe, you've all your ancestors ate this kind of food. So that's kind of what yeah. you said. That's why, like, if you're a... Because as much as person, people like to say that we're not different inside, we are different inside, yeah. depending on where we come from. That's why if you go to, like, uh, <laughs> is it Alaska or the North Pole? Is it the Inuits or the... the you can't say Eskimo anymore. What's the right word for it? Do I say Eskimo anymore? I don't think so. I'd say it. Eskimo. See, I said I th it. I think it's the. I think that's the N word for um, <laughs> Eskimos. <laughs> but I don't know what the alternative word is. I'm sorry. Oh, it doesn't matter. But this, they can live on like whale blubber and seal meat and not die. And if you did that, you'd be dead within two months, because yeah. for thousands of years that's what they've eaten. They're adapted to it. So if they suddenly switched to being vegan and got rid of all meat, they'd probably keel over and die. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So that's why a lot of a lot of vegans, I would say this, and I know people that have done it, go to the doctor to get blood work done and see what your body actually needs and requires and see if veganism is even possible. Oh, that's what you think they should do beforehand. Yeah, because a lot of yeah, people yeah. do it and then they look like death warmed up. Yeah. Because they're doing it for ethical reasons, which I this is really good, that's fine, great. I get that. Each for, each for their own. You can do severe uh, damage to yourself. Yeah, yeah, because... When I was speaking to someone the other day, with a vegan, they were saying their um, hair and nails got <laughs> thicker and, be- and better and stuff. So that is weird when you said that, but different people, like you said, though. I d- yeah. yeah, I don't know, because there's, there's, there's like an MMA oh, fighter that's uh, going, oh, I'm a vegan, and it's, I can't remember what his name is. But he's like, yeah, it's amazing. I've been a vegan for years, and I still compete, and I can lift weights. Stuff. It's like, yeah, but are you on tons of steroids? Yeah, you must be taking some. You must be on the juice. Come on. Not steroids, bit. because they're very <laughs> anal about that. <laughs> or you're on testosterone or something. Something. I don't know, but yeah, if, I, you are, if you are vegan, well done. More power to you. Not well no done. Not well done. It's, it's if you're a vegan trans dwarf in a wheelchair, <laughs> well done. You probably get a part in the next Marvel film, and yeah. I applaud that. Well done, diversity. But... Do what you want, but... Get blood work done if you're going to be a vegan. Or go to a doctor and see what your body... If you are a vegan already, go and see what your body's like. Because the mm. person I knew that did it, their fucking hair was falling out. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so... If you're going to do that kind of stuff, don't worry, man. Do your kind of stuff. If you want to kill yourself while you're doing it, then if you really want to do that, then all power to you. But it's like, don't moan at me if I call him or her. And also, or I mean, there was this Peter... you should eat. Is it Peter? Peter? Pit. Take care of the animal organisation. I'm not sure. They had a, a commercial on that said this is what ha- this they, they said an egg basically is an unborn chicken. <laughs> so if you leave an egg long enough under a heat lamp, it will turn into a chicken, yeah. which is not true. Is it not? I've always wondered how that works. No. It's one thing I've never known. It's basically it's a period, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's why we call it chicken period. You need you ba- to not to period. be crude on the podcast, but you need a really big cock, cock a doodle do to fertilise the chicken. <laughs> So when she does lay eggs, they turn into little chickens. Is it literally they have sex then and then... Yeah. Fert- oh, is that literally what it is? Yeah. That's yeah. why if you have chickens for eggs at home, if you had a garden right with a hutch in it with chickens in, because mm. I know people have got chickens. Yeah, people do it, yeah. I know someone else. Uh, you have female chickens and they just lay eggs and that's what you eat. Yeah, yeah. But At then- some point they get into a thing called brooding, I think, and that's when you have to borrow someone's cock. <laughs> and you put it outside the cage they go ooh a man and then they start ovulating again and they start laying eggs properly again wait so they just have to see it or they just yes they don't have to have sex with you yeah oh so they don't have that's sex that's what my friend did they, they I'm not sure it's just get them going there's something I can't remember what the word is but if they stop kind of having they stop laying as many eggs they can't, their egg production goes down mm. and that's when you get a, a big cock like the change and you put it out not your own <laughs> Maybe someone just grab someone else's cock. Just slap your cock. Bam! And put it outside uh, the, uh, the, the the hutch or the cage, the, the enclosure, and then they start producing more and more eggs again. And also, once you've eaten the eggs, if you smash the uh, shells into a little piece and put it in with their feed, mm. uh, the shell makes their shells stronger when they eat when they lay eggs again. Oh, because it's full of protein and stuff. Yeah. It? yeah, that's why I learned recently. If, um, for some reason, if you get so eggs, great. don't wash them, and they'll last longer because of the protein will stay on the eggs on the outside longer. Well, I suppose they get when they the egg got those horrible. Well, I, on, the subject, on the subject of veganism and uh, buying eggs, the thing I completely stand with vegans on is factory farming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Industrialized farm, which is terrible mm. for the animals, terrible for the quality of the the meat or the eggs produced. It's terrible absolutely. in general, anyway. Yeah, but because you've got so many people. What do you do? 
because there is that company isn't it that, that's growing like called 3d printing meat but they said it's like five or ten years away oh synthesizing meat basically. yeah where they take yeah. a meat cell and they like they 3d print it into a steak and apparently oh, it's not know. quite there yet but they're getting yeah. close just an easy ma easily mass-produced way of synthesizing yeah. food i would like to speak to vegans go if you like, they took a meat cell and turned it into a a 3d printed steak or a synthesized meatball would you eat it well it's not real meat is it really well, it is. It's just replicating the same cells over and over. Cloning it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So you're eating kind of clone. Whatever the. I'm not sure what the health implications down the road would be. Well, you can never know in most things. Everyone's getting cancer in 50 years. What is it? It's like, oh, it was the synthesized meat. We didn't know. But we know the kind of stuff that can develop cancer and things like that, though. So we know roughly what kind of stuff to include and to avoid. There might be new random stuff that we never. Well, they think it's like a mixture thing. Is it's like obviously processed foods is one. Smoking, drinking alcohol. Yeah. I all of which I do. So all of which most people do. Like, I mean, I, I was just really about to smoke a vape then. Vape, <laughs> I'll put him off and, it now. No, this will probably they'll come out. They'll say eventually this causes cancer. I remember bacon caused cancer. Everything causes cancer. I ain't bacon today. I'm coughing. I'm dying at the moment. Why are you coughing? Why are you coughing, Carl? <laughs> I'm dying. That did was. You, that was did a, you that used to be a smoker then? I am a smoker, but I only okay. generally smoke bud now. I smoke wood like most nights. Oh, well, does that. She's trying to get off cigarettes, and she's, but she smokes vape and cigarettes. Uh, or she'll go for a couple of months without smoking and then go for like a vape. binge of smoking yeah, and then go yeah. back to a vape pen. That's generally what I do. I mean, I, I'm not trying to quit at all because I don't see any reason to. Man, we're here for a short amount of time. <laughs> Might as well fucking enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, I just like well, I suppose, the, I, like cons I suppose the concern is we do want you around as long as possible, Carl, because we love you. No, I do. I am wonderful, so I get that. Is yeah, I, th I suppose we'll probably live around. I guess we'll take three or four years And we will be right back after the messages from our sponsors. There's not too many. There might be nudity. Hey. Come the bush, come come the bush. For anyone who lives anywhere near Cradley Heath or just people who live in Birmingham, you can get there. It's down Dudley kind of way, somewhere in between there. I don't drive, I don't know, I don't know geography. But it's called the Hollybush Pub and the reason I'm telling you about it is every Thursday they do an, a comedy open mic night. It's something that I've done myself quite a few times. A lot of the comedians I know do it regularly. It's a good place to go and watch up and coming acts and a few professionals too. It's also really nice place the people are sound and it's a proper nice little um nice little room as well they've got a back room too they've got an outside garden um beer garden that's what it's called couldn't think um yeah and it's just a really nice place so like i said every thursday comedy open mic night and if you haven't been to the bush before to the holly bush that is there's only one thing i'll say and that is come the bush come come the bush why don't you come to the bush Come the bush, come come the bush, but please don't come on it. Okay, next slide is all about Fat Penguin Improv Comedy Centre. That is not a name you're going to forget. Fat Penguin Improv Comedy Centre. These are some awesome guys. I've spoken to them a few times. Done um, some of the gigs that they do as well. They do quite a few things. Good guys to speak to. Um, it's Birmingham's home for improv, clown, and sketch workshop. So. If you live in Birmingham, you live anywhere nearby like I do, like everyone should, it's the most beautiful shithole in the world. But if you do, and you're thinking, you know what, I might want to do some improv. 
I might want to do some sketch workshops. I might want to do some clowns. Then come on down to Fat Penguin Ink Pop Centre. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh, we gotta keep that. Um, the last thing we have for you is the In Your House stand-up comedy night, which is coming the last Wednesday of the month, I should know. It's July 31st, obviously organised by myself. It will be at the Old Bill and Pub. I'm gonna leave that in. It will be at the Old Bill and Ball Pub in Yardley, uh, just down the road from Swan Island, um, on Coventry Road. Um, once again, all link, all this links etc will be in the description um yeah it's just a nice chill that night i'll be emceeing myself and it'll just be some of the best guys from um from all around west midland some of the guys you've seen on this podcast and hopefully will see in the next couple of weeks as well will be performing there some of them will be some people you won't have seen before some newcomers some people that are doing a bit longer some sexy ass people hello and then we'll have rio as well so there's him too yeah. but yeah so Without further ado, I will stop talking to you about advertisers now. I can stop feeling like a shell of a man and I will put you straight back to the In Your House comedy podcast. Take it away. I love you. Good night.
get control over it yet and I think that's why many things stay legal until they can do their version of it and I think that's why CBD oil because it cancels out allegedly I mean I've got I know people that they say it's worked for and you've said it everyone I know has said that it works for and yeah, right. CBD. I've even got my mum on it now. Well, um, loads, I've seen loads of stories in the paper. Pilots. You can Google like boy with cancer cured by his mum who was giving him cannabis oil. No, um, epilepsy. Oh, well, there's that he as used well. To have a seizure like, all the time. And like they a, gave him some, and he hasn't had one since. There's a ton, but that, uh, Just for CBD. some reason, you hear that story that it goes away within the day, and that you never see the press like, you know, pushing yeah. that story. That was that was the one that got legal CBD movement started, really. Yeah, over here, yeah. yeah. And there's a ton of those like uh, stories in the papers, but still, it's not recommended by doctors. They try and go, "Oh no, you should do this." Yeah, and that. yeah. You've got well, to change I, people's minds as well, ain't you? Because my uh, someone I know's mother had cancer; they were dying. I was like, "Well, they have, have you ever thought of getting CBD oil?" And she's like, "No, she won't take that. It's drugs." I went, "But it's not." Mm. And also, I think is it the female plant is psychoactive and the male plant isn't, but the oil is the same. I've heard that it depends on what part. The THC is the psychoactive part. And the CBD is a non-psychoactive part. That's, yeah. The CBD is where all the good natural stuff comes from. The THC is the thing that they go crazy with when they make it, you know, like in there. To get you high. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to say. I said, I'm sure one half of the one oil one oils psychoactive, one isn't. The one that isn't isn't drugs. And two, if the option is death or try this oil, yeah. why would you not do it? And she still stood steadfast because she believed this years of propaganda that yeah, yeah, that's like it, weed yeah. is bad and it's the devil and stuff. And that is, that's the thing as well from what you said, like what constitutes, like you said that THC is more the drug, what constitutes as a drug? Yeah. Like is it man-made like cocaine or stuff because there's nothing man-made about? Well, that, I mean, even pharmaceutical drugs that people take and the side effects, my mother oh, it's so much worse, yeah. was on this heart medication her feet swell up like fucking like Christmas hands it's yeah. like you really should be taking this yeah, really yeah. do you need this what's worse if you read any side effects being for any prescription drug and it says chance of anal bleeding then it <laughs> <laughs> well those American like uh, you can put these into YouTube like American pharmaceutical ads and like the amount of side effects they list in that fast micro machines commercial yeah voice, yeah they have happened, to put them this and this and anal bleeding and, and at the end like the last 10 seconds they squeeze all these legal words mm-hmm. in to cover themselves of like why you shouldn't take this but they say it so fast but what, I don't even know what you would list as downside for body if you were going to put it on the only thing I don't like it is the smell whenever I smell it it just like reminds it. me of poverty and grown up <laughs> in council flats and stuff yeah that's because of where you grew up and I was it, like oh yeah did you grew up in like the council flat kind of place too then yeah 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 or was the like townhouse flats it's been knocked down now that but like, me more Actually, no, it's oh. near the Hollybush, basically, like oh. Cradley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember you saying you lived down the road from there, actually. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's really? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the only, only reason... Don't know. The only reason is, it just feels odd. And it is, mm. I, I do it again, and I've been out... I saw, actually, Dave the other day at the uh, tier play. He, he's one of the cross-promoters for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love him, and uh, I helped him. <laughs> We're in the bar bank, actually, two days ago. He's like, come you know down. What? We were at a bottle bank putting bottles in a thing. Oh, okay. He had, a, he had like the big Hollybush uh, bush fest, which I was away, so I Yeah, do I was it. supposed to go, but um, he put me in last minute, but uh, we just realised that he was running late and my tac- my time getting there. We decided this is going to be easy. Have you been it. to it, though, physically? Yeah, yeah, I was there on is the first Is it the oddest place to do comedy? Oh, I've been to the Hollybush a few times in general, okay. yeah. Because that's yeah, the yeah. first place I ever did comedy properly. Oh, really? At the bush fest last year, in fact, a oh, year ago last week. Were you doing it outside, were you? Yeah. yeah he oh, went, the outside oh, he yeah, yeah. Stage. 
in my head. Yeah. And he took me down this corridor. And then uh, we went into this back garden area, little pebbles on the floor. And he yeah. went, right, there's the stage. He went, what, the drain? He went, yeah, the drain cover. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, now it's a pallet. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it just feels really odd. Yeah. Have you never done it inside? About, pff, I think I've done it three times inside. Oh, okay. But I never do well there. Because I think you need... This is why it's I think with comedy, and I'm not this guy, and I don't think I ever will be, I think the comedians that do well, especially in gong shows and at the Hollywood show, etc., if you're that one-liner or pun comedian, yeah, and I can't do that. I did do it at first. I did a lot of that at first. And I loved them. I love one-liners. I love dad jokes. I love them. Right, you, need a, you need a laugh every 20 seconds. Every yeah. 20 seconds. I'm, I can't. I'm not that guy. That's the thing. I really, The most I'll do now... Because I've changed my set a lot since you've seen it last, um, and I can actually remember it now without having to take something on stage with me. <laughs> well, last time I saw you, it was uh, story time in that crazy pub in Blackheath with me, you and Rio. And oh, he's doing another one of them. And Dar- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How is he? He's alright. He was on here like. What, what happened? Ago. You went off the scene. What happened to him? Oh, he's done a few different random things. He's, he's like got like a new freaking girlfriend every couple of months, man. So he's <laughs> stuck on, and he's lazy. He's a minute. <laughs> He's admitted this to me many times, he's lazy, and um, I went out with him for his birthday not too long ago, and he was fucking wasted. Unbelievably <laughs> wasted. He threw up in a taxi. He started a fight. Oh, he started a fight that I had to freaking defend him for, and it was just like a load of chaps that were bigger than me. And <laughs> me and his mate, his mate, like, you know, was trying to help as well, but he was, it was just new to him. You know, he hadn't done a lot of that kind of stuff before. Well, were you there when we did that gig in that He threw up in my taxi, though, and I had to pay £80. Eight? Pound. Eight? 80. He threw up in the Uber taxi on the way back and then they took £80 from us. That wasn't his fault, he just threw up. I don't blame him for that. Well, at all. If you threw up, it is your fault. It's not your fault, is it? No, 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 it's his Unless fault. You're tickly, and he threw up. It's his fault, obviously, but at the same time, it's just throwing up. We've all thrown up when we <laughs> haven't meant, you know what I'm saying? Look, you're such it. a little diamond looking, you're like, it's okay. It's only equal. Oh, no, no, he's going to pay me back. He's going to pay me back. Throw up in the taxi, it's fine. I understand this. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. Uh, just a fucking idiot. But, no, we did a gig with him, right? Did, yeah. Remember that one he organised? Were you even there? And we went into this pub. He went, oh, we're going to set up the gig there. And I was like, they're watching the boxing. If we turn off the boxing and start doing comedy, all the men in this pub are going to kill us. It was like a sports bar, but it wasn't. It was a pub. Is that the Vine? They had sports on. I can't remember what it was. I think you were there, me and Yeah, Gertz, yeah, yeah. It's a couple of others. Yeah, your mum was there, I remember, because I was talking to oh, her. Oh, my mum was there. Oh, she wasn't there for the one I'm thinking of. She, I think she wasn't there initially, but she came a, about ten minutes late, but she saw no. you. And I think we got three acts in, and they were like, fuck it, we'll put, shut it down, we're not doing it. Oh! Do you remember? Oh, um... And the sports run, we were going to yeah, get killed. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it was Halloween. Yeah. I was in the, I was in the <laughs> toilet doing my Halloween makeup. <laughs> and Rio was on, he got bitched up by someone for something he said. Oh, my God. And he had to go in the toilet. Was no, well, that was the other one. That was the first one. I think that was the first one we met at, do you remember? Was, was that, that the first? No, I think I met you at um, the one before that when we did it at... The one before that, yeah, but Rio got into trouble again because he was talking about what the problems are dating black girls. Oh, but he's a black guy. Big room, that and one. then there was that giant black guy. Yeah, I was like, what yeah. do you mean? And then he got yeah. all ranty and stuff. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Two black guys are going to kill each other on my first, second ever comedy gig I've done. Was that your second one at the time? <laughs> my third, yeah. Oh, I did the Holly Bush, then something else. It was like early September last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like, my name's Colin, hi Carl, how are you? What is this? And there was no audience. And then there was That's that... so weird. The, the mic cord going to the the amp was like this. We were like, yeah, on yeah. The, up the stairs. I was like, I'll do it on the stairs. Yeah. I, I think I realised afterwards no one could hear my set. I abandoned it halfway through. Yes, you did. Because I was all nervous as well at that <laughs> beginning point still. 
Totally. I got over that. Now. How long has he done comedy up to that up to that point then? That was like my second one as well. My fir- my first one was. Um, why did you think? Well, not think. Why did you think comedy's for me? That's what I meant. Oh, why not, do you think you can do I'm comedy? Fucking you hilarious. <laughs> why why comedy then? I just think I've got one of the minds that's different than everyone else. I've always tried to figure out why my mind goes. If you want to fully honest, I'm sorry. Dyslexic. No, no, no. My mind just goes to Asperger's. No, it just goes. Dropped on my head, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, my mind just goes to like the weird subjects. It goes to points that people never really think about. The normies freak out over. Y- yeah. yeah, like, and I've noticed that comedian people are just the weird people. So I tried it, and then I knew I was funny. And Do you get into trouble at work and stuff? Because I get in trouble all the time at I jobs. Used to, yeah, yeah. Talking about like wacky yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, don't talk to the client. It's like, dude, I'm the most cheeky charming lovable chappy ever yeah nothing i say will ever get me in trouble yeah you're you can do it in a good you're way you're freaking out because you yeah. can't do what i do like the, i'll never get in trouble with that the the, the you know the important people so miss- to the gap yeah 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 that's what i've always relied on don't go over there it's like relax just because you can't do it i can well the main thing i did was like phone collections and stuff like that like you know doing financial difficulties stuff and collections in general for yeah. like banks and that like having to persuade people to pay money but <laughs> make them like you at the same time you know <laughs> I'm fucking good at that so what made you decide to do comedy because I did it I st- oh god I sh- just should have kept doing it I started doing it when I was 18 at drama college hmm. and there was there was this like Christmas show on and they couldn't get there wasn't a part for me in the show so I was like look I'll just open the show and I'll do some funny stuff. Just oh, yeah. And I, I created this act where I did an operation on someone, and I cut a, a hole in this table, put the person's body through the hole, then built a body off it. So they were there on the table, and the body was coming out. And then I filled this like washing up bowl full of like offal and pig's guts. Yeah. And I was just going, oh, we're just going to, and I was pulling guts out and threading into the audience and stuff. And I was getting really That's big laughs. Yeah. And then I was telling jokes and stuff. And then after that, I just kind of like didn't do it, kind of. And I, I just should have kept doing it, really. So it's always been hankering me to do it. Then in 2013, when I was in America, I thought, oh, I'll have a go. How long difference? How long the gap was that then? Oh, God. Because I know you're older than I realised. So. 20 years? 18 oh, years? Hell. So like five years ago or six years ago, it's the comedy store in Los Angeles when I'll do stand-up here. Oh, no, no, that was a lie. I know. I went in there for a bar job, and then when you haven't oh. got a visa, you couldn't employ you, because we'll get fined a bazillion pounds and get shut down. Oh, what, Los Angeles, was it you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, oh, yeah. yeah. I went to stay with my friend for three months. I thought, I can't just bum around, and I've got virtually no money. I'll try and get a job. That is. So I went to the comedy store, and you can't give me a job, but you seem weird and funny. Why don't you do the open <laughs> mic, certain death stand-up comedy show tonight? And I was like, okay. So I went in there and I didn't so realize. So they saw something in you straight away, which is one thing, you know. Well, look at it that way. Wasn't talent, let me tell you that. <laughs> I, I went on stage and just started talking to people, thinking, "Oh, you just go up and be your funny, charming self." Yeah, and yeah. That lasted like one minute, two you minutes tops. This, yeah. And then I was like, everyone's looking at me, I was like, "Oh, no one's talking about that anymore." Oh fuck! And I had to fill. It's only three minutes actually, but it's like the longest one and a half yeah. minutes or so. Just go. Everyone looking at me, going, "Fuck." Being on the very stage that Eddie Murphy started on, Chris Rock, Bill Burr, every, every famous comedy yeah, you can yeah, think of, yeah. literally, because at the Comedy Store, they put on open micers between six and eight on a Monday, and then at eight o'clock, big famous name comics oh, come on. yeah, yeah. Whereas if you do that here, when I... Oh, when that's, I, that's a big one, isn't it, where you hear people talk about... That is the yeah. comedy club on the planet. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mecca, where Richard Pryor started, Robin Williams, Bill Hicks, everybody, David Letterman... 
any famous American company. Isn't that can where think the of. whole Joe Rogan and Carlos Mencia. That's the that's there. the stage that's of that. Stage. If you yeah. watch the YouTube thing of Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan arguing, that's where I stood. But after getting up there for one minute and the mic, like, oh my, oh, I'm on stage one. <laughs> after one minute, I was like, oh fuck, this is the stage that all that stuff, yeah. legendary things have happened on, and I'm fucking it up. I can understand that frame of thinking though, because that's a big part of. I didn't know what to say when you asked me, like, um, why I wanted to be a comedian, but that's very much me too. I feel like I can just chat shit about anything and keep going, but yeah, when you go Do you people stage, want to listen to that when no. you're on stage? No, they You need don't. to think about what you're saying. You need to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you completely. So that kind of put me off, because I came back to London then after that, and thought, okay, well, I'll make, I'll make a go of this in London, not realising there's this underground network of, like, pubs and, you know, rooms of uh, bars where you can do comedy and coffee mm. shops. Yeah. I went to the comedy store like an idiot and went, oh, can I do stand-up comedy? <laughs> they were like, no, you idiot. You have to be a famous comedian. I was like, well, how do you become a famous comedian? They went, well, just do comedy in these other places. I was like, what are those other places? They weren't very helpful. And uh, that was it then. I thought, well, that's that then. Where do you even start? And well, I, where was that then? You said where you... In London when I came back from oh, see, holiday, okay. basically. Okay. Going, yeah. oh, I'll, just, I'll go into the comedy store here. It'll be the same situation here. Whereas in England... This is what American clubs do, I think, especially in Los Angeles. They will grow and help develop comedians. Yeah. So the big clubs will yeah, put yeah. on 6 p.m. till 8. You can come and watch the open mic. If you're a punter going in, you can get in for free if you go in before 8 o'clock. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Because watching people bomb sometimes is almost as good as watching people be you funny. Famous, yeah. Maybe, who knows, but you but get you're in not free. allowed to record either, are you? No. Which is good. Very but good. then you can get in for free, and then you can watch all the famous comics come on after 8 o'clock. But here... You have to be an established comic to get on those things, which yeah. is fair enough. But I think in America, it's mm. much more conducive to helping develop yeah. comedians. There's a much bigger comedy scene, I think, in America. And the stand-up comedy scene in England. Well, they kind of create it, isn't it? Yeah. One of the American art yeah, forms, yeah. comic books, jazz. Hmm? Jazz, blues, comic books, stand-up comedy. And there's one more thing, and I can't remember what it is, but they're like the Football. Five. Football. <laughs> with or, your hands. Or soccer. <laughs> no, American football, with your hands. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I've never been to America, though. I've always wanted to go to America. That's great. <laughs> Whereabouts have you been, then, over America? Uh, oh, in Michigan, general, actually. Detroit, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, my oh. God. If you think I'm Kardashian, I'm racist. <laughs> that body does not look normal. <laughs> no. At all. I know it's not. Someone sent me a video, actually, with a silicon bum implant. Like it, someone sent you a video? Yeah. I mm. can't remember. If I find it, I'll send it to you. But it's mm. like someone's bum, and they're flipping the implant in their bum. Like a plate, so it's kind of curved like that. When it flips outside out, like you can oh. see it through the skin dipping in, then she flips it again because it's come loose in her Yeah, and it's different each side as well, yeah. I guess. Awful. <laughs> like fake boobs I can live with, but fake asses, please, if, you, if, you, if you're thinking of doing a fake ass, even if you're a trans person listening to this, don't do it. I don't think I've ever been Cut the rest off, enhance the other parts, do whatever you want, but do not have a fake ass, please. I, I, I don't even know what that would be like. That's like the best part. So you don't want it faked around you. I've never felt like a fake tit. Though. I don't think I've ever been with someone that's got a fake boob. Yeah. I think I've only been with natural people. Well, that's, that's what happens when they're prepubescent. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. Here we go. Uh, no, they look amazing when you touch them. There's like, because there's two kinds. Well, there was back in the day. There was like the silicone one. What about like ass, ass implants, not prepubescent people? We've already attacked the, the feminists, the trans people, and the vegans. Yeah, they feel weird because like, there's a saline one, which is like a bag of saline water. 
Yeah, and when you have sex with a person with those in, you can hear it going like like a waterbed. Is that noise. genuinely? Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh god, not good. So yeah, I never imagined that would be a genuine thing that you could hear. In yeah, you can hear the like the liquid moving. I don't think they do this anymore. This is like fifteen years ago, and then like the silicon ones look great, but then you touch me, it's like this hard cold rock. <laughs> the hard cold rock. I think you're like like a a sloppy mess slash divorcee. So you know, if you're out there, ladies, call me. And sloppy messes, you know, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. If you can tie your breasts around your neck like a winter scarf, <laughs> I'm well into you, so call me. God, you would get black eyes when you jog. If your nipples are oval shaped as a pound supposed to round now because you've just completely lost it and you're a complete physical wreck, you should call me. But with the asshole of a five piece. <laughs> just have <laughs> You've got children? I do not. Ah, uh, okay. Not yet. I would like to. But, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're not feeling when you had a five year relationship that ended like last year, as we all know, which is why oh. one of the reasons I started doing comedy. I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> I've told this story on a million podcasts, but I was going out with this girl. Uh, we dated for five years. Well, almost about a month off it. We lived in this sleepy town called uh, Dorking in Surrey. Sleepy town. Well, yeah, I and uh, she worked for an insurance company, and the insurance company made her redundant. So I was oh. like, oh, well, I work for a catering company. I work in the field, obviously, doing events and stuff, but they've got an opening in their office. You should work there. You'd be perfect. Yes, it's a commute to get to London because we live in Dorking and you have to get an, an hour in, an hour back. But Is that what you were doing as well? Yeah, but oh. you get money and it's more money and more fun. It's perfect your personality. You're working on these exciting and events. And you will work? Yeah, sometimes. So uh, she does that for six months, commuting out, and then my friend... And we'll change her name to Barb to protect the innocent, but it was a girl. My friend, this girl, I've known for like 11, 12 years. And I was like, hey, you should move in with Barb. Because a room has opened up in her house in, in London. So you'll have to, you don't have to commute anymore. It'll be great. You can like literally get the tube five minutes to work. But you were doing the same thing then? Yeah, she's still. Still, did you not live together? Yeah. But she was, I guess, yeah. So we we're going to move in. With, oh, you're both going to? With my female oh, okay, friend. Oh, okay, you're both going to. Okay, got you, sorry. So she go. moves to London, and within three months of moving in, she's like, oh, she just started changing me weird. And I was like, well, this is weird. And no, I've, I've had breakups before, you can tell. You can you tell get, when it's... You can tell when it's on the, on the outs. You're like, well, this is odd. Same kind of time I had a six-year-one breakdown, so I understand completely. Go I on. can't I can't really say anything, because if I say anything, she's going, well, no, nothing's wrong. You'll never get to the bottom of it anyway, because, uh, you know... Hmm? I said, well, if you asked if there was a problem, they just go, no, because I said, is there anything wrong? Oh, you see, you're acting nice. Yeah. She's like, no, everything's fine. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then within three months, she's like, uh, I need some space. Uh, I need some time. You have to move out. I can't see you anymore. I need a break. I just need to discover myself. Oh, my God. And I thought, maybe it's just the London effect of being in the crazy bright lights of London. Because yeah, when yeah, I first yeah. moved to London, I went a bit crazy. I was like, okay, fine. This I is can very imagine. Odd. Especially if you're from like a little town as well. So I have to move back to Birmingham and in with my mother. <laughs> At the same time, still working. That company. Oh, so you still commuting? So commuting to London, to London <laughs> there and back now? every day. Yeah. You do uh, that now still? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So doing that, so I'm completely mentally ruined because I'm doing like a five or six hour commute plus working. Now, in my defense, it was only three or four events a week, so not that bad, but. Three or four days a week still, then. She won't talk to me. She blocks me on WhatsApp. She blocks the phone. So this is now deadly serious. The only thing I can actually talk to her on is the work email. Because <laughs> she has to send me out on jobs to these events. But she's in the office. I'm in oh. the field, essentially. Oh, okay. 
So I'm going, hey, uh, some, I'm at this job, but the beer's not been delivered, or this, this this thing's not come, this prop, we need this prop, this thing, and two staff members. What kind of company was it? An events company. What does that mean? Because I've heard that. So, like, if you're a super rich bastard, right, you have some garden party, and you do have it fully staffed with waiters, with trays, yeah. you'd have a bar there full of booze and man-making cocktails. I was the guy that would build the bar. Oh, okay. And make cocktails and run the event sometimes, or just be. A you, so, if you want to put an event, a big event of some kind, like yeah. corporate or whatever, that your company corporate would do celebrities back garden, whatever you know yeah. that they do yeah. it. So, if anything went wrong with the event, or I got there, there was something missing. I have to mess you and go, "Hey, there's this thing missing, or there's two staff members not turned up." Yeah, I could obviously bring you more quickly than this, but you've blocked everything. <laughs> just <laughs> saying, but can you send two more staff or find the two people that are missing? And then I go, and by the way. As we've not spoken face to face, I've not seen you in person for a month now. Can we talk? Because all human problems in life can be solved by talking. That's it. That's especially so face true, to face. And yeah. I'm sorry, ladies, but you never want to talk face to face. It's true. It's so true. I completely agree with you. Because to be, be confronted by like logic that. and normal, friendly yeah, conversation, yeah. their argument would fall apart. <laughs> I, I've had that issue a lot lately, and <laughs> they, they say to me, like, that it's like stuff like. There were some, some women, obviously not all. Not some, all. Hashtag not yeah, all. They will make out that um, that they don't want to see you because <laughs> if they talk to you in person, then you're just going to worm your way into making making it seem making as though you're right. And it's like, no, I just make sense. You're gaslighting yeah. me. <laughs> I'm not. You're only being persuaded because I talk logical. Yeah. Logically. And so. You're hanging on some emotional thing and trying to win. Yeah. Bill Burr said this: if you're arguing with a lady. If you stay on point, you win the argument. But if you get swept off by anything, random thing she throws in to get yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, she goes off-road, essentially, you, you'll never win. Like they say, they hold back stuff. So anyway, yeah, this, yeah, chick, so won't, this, this chick won't speak to me. She won't uh, speak to me in person. She won't meet me, at least. Even though I've got a key to the house, so I could just walk in and go, hey, oh, let's talk. But I would never do that because I'm a nice boy. Yeah. Uh, and also because it's the works email, you can't say anything salacious and get upset, which I wasn't anyway. So I was just like, let's be nice about this. She's probably needs a space. Who knows? I'm such a fool. Yeah, you were trying to be a good guy. Yeah. So sometimes, right, if an event overran, get this, I would have to, let's say the event finished at midnight. There's no trains back to Birmingham at midnight. I'd have to wait until 10 a.m. Yeah. the next day Fucking because... Hell. My ticket wasn't a peak ticket, which is like 70 quid. It was like a day saver one. Yeah, so you have to wait for the... So I'd have to make the time from midnight till 10 in the morning. Completely ruined. Or, this is what I would do. I'd go to one of the communal gardens. If you know, know what a communal garden is, listeners, if you've watched the end of Notting Hill, those little, there's like a fancy road, and in the middle of the centre of the, the houses facing in, there's like a communal garden. If you climb over that fence, you can sleep on the bench in there. I would like, do that. Um, descenders? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. in Albert Square. Yeah. Jump over the fence, sleep on a bench. No one in there. No one can That's see. That's exactly you. what I would do, to be honest, in that situation. So basically, the train sleeping rough on a bench, all for all this crap, right? So I understand. That. I've had to do it for different reasons before. But this goes on September until Christmas. I go to the staff Christmas party, right? Well, how long does go on for? Sorry. Three months. Say September oh, to, to the Christmas. So I go to the staff Christmas party. So people, about two months after you send out. People, I turn up and was like, Ethan, how you doing? Oh my God, we haven't seen you for ages. Hundred people. Like it's like the end of Gladiator, <laughs> the start of Gladiator. Sorry, you died at the end of Gladiator. Everyone's going, Oh my God, Maximus! Like the hero's return. We haven't seen That's you for ages. That's my son's name. But as I walk in, by pure chance, 
As I'm in this room surrounded by people, I see the disabled toilet door open, and out of it walks my now ex, clearly railed on coke, gurning away, clenching her teeth. She sees me and goes, <gasps> and goes off into the next room. Right. From behind her, coming from the same toilet, before you is my boss of 10 years. Let's call him Bertie. He sees me and goes, <gasps> and he runs off into the next room. Oh, God. At this point, oh, folks, because I'm quite a wily and clever chap, I start to realise <laughs> the penny starts to drop why things have been weird for the last three months and why I've not been allowed to come to the house. But it gets better. They disappear. I'm just talking to people. Uh, I haven't made a scene. I have approached her. One of the managers surrounds me. Two of the managers surround me, sorry. And they go, Ethan, you can't stay here. You're upsetting your ex. I'm not going to say her name. And I go... Oh, well, I've not approached her yet. I mean, I haven't spoke to her for a few, few months. Uh, and by the way, as I have to get the bus back to Birmingham tonight, because that's where I've been forced to live, <laughs> I have to leave at 10 o'clock to get the last bus. Oh. It's now 9 o'clock. Can I stay for 45 minutes at least to talk to these people? I won't approach my ex. Because I had put kind of a blessing that you have to go that early. No. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I can't yeah. stay anyway. They went, even so. I was like, please. I, as I was trying to plead my case, I was literally lifted up by two doormen. Wait, plead your case to who? These two managers going, can I just stay for half an hour? I'm not going to make a scene. Oh, wait, before, wait I, I missed that part when I was checking that. They make again. a beeline. Oh. They run off into this other room. I continue talking to people. I don't go over to them. I don't say anything. Yeah. Just my suspicions. Oh, the two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. boss and my ex coming yeah. out of the disabled toilet on coke. Heard <laughs> So two managers come over and go, you have to leave Ethan. You're upsetting, insert name here, Ethan's ex. Come out of, no out of nowhere. Yeah, they go, you can't stay, Ethan. I'm like, well... Can I please stay? I have to go in 45 minutes because yeah. the last train is That's 10 the bus, man. I have to leave anyway. That's probably the bus. Because I can't go back to my ex's house because I'm not allowed in there. Yeah. At that point, you fucking should have done. As I'm well, explaining that, and I'm not angry, by the way, you know. I'm just going, everything's cool, man. I don't care. Yeah, like, you kind of accepted it. You saw me coming. I'm picked up by two bouncers, arm on arm, and then walked out of this venue in front of 100 people, Ethan going, Ethan, what's happening? I go, I have no idea what's happening. So I look like there's some big stink, big scene. My name is Blackman. I'm thrown out of this party as I walk past both of them, by the way, the boss and my ex now, ex, and they're looking away, obviously knowing what's going on as I'm executed. Thrown out of this party, then I go in my head, oh, fuck, it must be over. She must have been shagging my boss this whole time. Why did I get her a job with this company? Yeah. Why, oh, God, yeah. I, I did a nice yeah. thing for this girl. What the fuck? So I go, right, I've got my motorcycle with me. I'll drive to the house as she's here. Yeah, you know she's not there. And I'll get my Mac back, the one you're looking at right now. Oh, Carl, that was in Because my Mac stuff was there. The one that's been having Ice Cube snarling at me for this whole fucking podcast. Yes. And I like it when it turns on. You can it's like your mouth just lights up. There's an Ice Cube sticker. The, the, not the uh, the wrapper, by the way, stuck to my uh, laptop for the other ones. No, so, yeah. a literal Ice Cube. Like even, I, the plug is there as well. The plug's a 90 quid a piece, by the way, if you need really? to buy a new one. So, yeah, I'm not going to leave that there. And if there's a, loads of my stuff is there. This is my last chance to get this stuff. I'm going to get the two high-ticket, high-rep items, right? Yeah, hey, you didn't mention it, I would have, yeah? So I, go, I drive to Hampstead, like, about four miles away. I knock on the door, knowing I shouldn't be allowed in here, because I'm not allowed in here. I don't live here. Wait, you got any motorbike with you? Yeah. So why were you getting the bus? Didn't get the bus. No, the train. Basically, oh, the train. I okay, bought... Yeah, you can't do that. Let's... let's Let's not give it. Let's give it uh, not false dignity. It's a moped. I've got a moped parked at Marleybone Station in London. All oh, the time. That's smart. So I get the train Very in, smart. get on the moped, and then go to the job because the, the uh, tube is like five pound to get a train tickets. Really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. 
So That's get, them, get them out of here from the venue. I've just been thrown out. They're stacked Christmas pie. I drive to Hampstead. I knock on the door. Ten minutes, no one comes to the door. So I go, okay, well, this is my last chance. I'm going to have to use my key. I shouldn't do this. But I go in, and I open the door to a room. And what do I see, Carl? Uh, Bearing in mind, I talked her into moving in with, or suggesting, she moves in with my friend. Was a, it a friend in the bed or something? My girl... Friend your, of ten your years, friend a girl I know, like girl a girl is, is a friend. Yeah. I go in there, and uh, there are two. There's a bag on the bed and a suitcase next to it. One is my ex's little red travel suitcase. I open the suitcase, and it's full of whips and chains and sexual torture devices. Oh, shit. I didn't even know she had. And next to it is my friend's bag. The girl who lives in the house who I recommended she move in with suggested mm. of twelve years. My friend of twelve years. Let's call her Bob. And it's a little kind of Camdeny goth backpack PVC black thing with spikes on it. I flip that open and it's full of pussy pumps and dildos. <laughs> now, Carl, we didn't catch them doing anything, but one but, can yeah, only assume yeah. another reason perhaps why I wasn't allowed in the house was they were getting it on yeah. and I was not involved. That's the worst part. You'd want to be involved at least. So, they involved. why would they not? I suppose she they... gets the job through me. She starts shagging my boss, oh. gets me fired, thrown out of the party, sorry. I go to the house, find out her and my friend of 12 years who are getting you on as well, this other girl. And then I go, well, that's weird. I actually burst out laughing. It was, it was like in still a comedy would start. <laughs> yeah. This is the rest of your Fully life. Fully along came Polly. Exactly. Yeah. So I get the train home because the train is going at 10 o'clock. So I have to be quick. Oh, got my, yeah, got yeah, my computer stuff back. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do anything else. Let myself out quietly. Closed the door. Probably put the lid back. Put the lid back on the case. Put the dildo pussy pump bag <laughs> lid back on that. No one knows I was even there. And then I go home. And then yeah, get... we should have done. You should have had a shit and then smeared your fingers on it. Stink Palmer. Yeah, yeah. James I would have done like So I get home. I wake up the next day and uh, I get fired via email by the man that came out of the toilets with my ex, my boss. You get fired by email. <sighs> Unfortunately, because you turned up at staff parties and you weren't invited, that's what he said, we've had to terminate your employment. And as I was a, a, a zero-hours contract worker, I couldn't actually do anything oh. about it or sue them. How long have you been there for? Nine years. Since 2010. Are you sure you couldn't go for lawful... No, because I, work, I worked for different agencies often. Oh. But they were the biggest one, and because that opportunity opened up in their office, I went, hey, you should work there, yeah. to my ex. Oh, so I was like, like well, man. thanks for doing that Ridiculous. of nine years. I don't want you doing coming out of the toilet with my ex last night on coke, but yeah. whatever. Uh, the rest of my stuff is actually... Oh. The rest of my stuff is still at the house I'm emailing back. Can I come and collect it? He was like, no, you can't do that. I went, well, how do I get my stuff back? I said, she doesn't need to be there. She can have someone else there. So nothing goes wrong, and I'll bring a witness to you, so I'm protected. You should have mentioned what you saw. You might not have even known that. Leave all my stuff in the hallway of the house, and I'll just come and collect it. Really? He's like, that's not going to happen, Ethan, unfortunately. He just emails back. She doesn't want you anywhere near the house. I went, well, I don't know what I've done, by the way, but whatever. Uh, and he went, you'll have to look. come and collect it, right, from the works unit where the warehouse is. Oh, so well. I have to drive all the way to London. And by the at way, least they're going to give you, that's one thing. Because the office is breaking up for Christmas at 2pm this afternoon, you'll have to come and collect your stuff now or collect it after Christmas. And forget me leaving all my stuff there over Christmas. Fuck that. So I drive immediately to London, right? Hundred and fucking twenty miles. Oh, you're in Birmingham at this point, of course. Yeah. Yes. I, didn't think about, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, of course. Drive to their works unit. Every, I get there, pull up. I message her an email going, "I'm ten minutes away. The only way I can communicate with her. Have my stuff ready, please." Mm -hmm. I get there, 
everyone in the office is watching me like some movie pulling up. Oh, this is like the Wicker Man, right? Yeah. I know what offices are like as well, so I can imagine that. The door opens on the warehouse like the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> this Indian man comes out with these boxes of my stuff, hands it to me. I fill my car. As I'm about to pull away, the office door comes flying open and my ex comes running out, right? Knocks on the uh, passenger window of my car. I stop. Yeah. And I get out and I go, what? And she goes, she gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek and goes, it's not for everything. And then just walks off and goes back in the office. Not forever? Yeah. What my mind's going, <laughs> by the way, I've not mentioned the fact what I saw on the bed and the suitcase. And the yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So yeah. You could have done. I got thrown out of the staff party. I found out stuff on the bed. She was having a show with my boss or on coke. Who knows? And and then got all my stuff back. Had to collect it from the embarrassingly from my workplace. Like that. And then she says that weird thing, and I've never seen her since. How long ago was that? A uh, year and a half. Oh fuck you! Know, it was the, it was Christmas December twenty seventeen. That's you could look at that as either her trying to mind fuck you or just try, uh, or you could say like, what you think I'm gonna want you back after all this shit. Everyone, anyone listening yeah, I mean, to this has heard this story. I apologise. I've told it a million times, and somehow oh. this should be worked into a stand-up comedy routine. You should do. You should do definitely. It's so ridiculous. It's almost yeah. doesn't sound fucking real. But I, like, and you could say it in a not like depressive way as well. Too many people, you know, what I mean, when they're talking about this kind of stuff, they go too depressive on stage. You could easily do without that. You've done it today. I don't. I'm not sure if what she did, having me fired, was what she was part How of her plan, we? or it was yeah, just yeah, fallout yeah. from what happened. Probably. I shouldn't have gone to that staff party, even though it was my only chance to come see her. Why could you have her. not gone? But it's a staff party. Why should? Because I wasn't invited. Usually you get invited by me. I didn't get one, so I knew why something was weird. That's why I went anyway. Because there's 90 people that wanted to see me anyway there. Well, why is there any reason why you shouldn't have had an invite? Well, we found out the reason because I would have seen. No, no, no. But I mean, having an affair and doing coke. Officially, you know, officially. No, but usually they're quite official. But it's never not happened when I've not got an invite, so it might have been an oversight on there. For Did all you have invites to past years? Yes. Oh, well, then there Even the previous year, yeah. where I went with her, because oh. she worked there for a year, Yeah. we went to the staff party together the previous year. Oh, well, there you go, then. If you've had an invite every other year, it's fully within the rights lived, to assume, that's, oh, that's when, forgot. That's when she lived out in Dorking, in Sleepyville, this little village in Surrey. Before she moved. When she yeah. moved in the summer to London, that's when she completely changed. And that leading up to Christmas, when she went completely batshit crazy, blocked everything, I was like, no idea what's going on. I'd love to say I was like this abusive, controlling person. I'm not. How old was she? 30. So old enough to know better. But at the same time, old enough that they suddenly feel like they need I to think, do all this crazy shit. I think she went from Sleepyville, Nowhereville, and then was put into an office full of people with loads of really good cocaine yeah. and celebrity connections. Yeah. And wine bars and dinner parties, and just, she lost her fucking mind. Yeah, it just um, completely contaminated her. No, I'm not going to lie. When I first moved to London, I kind of did that too. But well, than that at some point when we were younger. But at no point would I ever have got someone fired from their job <laughs> or blocked everything. I'm I'm friends yeah. with at least most of my exes, I think. Uh, I am. I try to be, but I think also like I think coming from like a one-parent family, I, I'm always trying to build groups or create families so I don't like falling out with anyone yeah like we said we're both from that same yeah, yeah. so I'm, a, I'm Mr. Fucking Happy Go Lucky Goody Two Shoes and I hate being uh, ang- not upset or ha- not uh, having conflict with angry. anyone you find it hard to get angry yeah because I, I have that issue I used to but now I'm older I understand 
it's not worth it and also time is short and like you said our time on this planet is very short it's, especially when you look at it from a cosmic view with tiny tiny little things nothing a sneeze in the, and nothing the, a speck of dust yeah. in the eye of God the human civilization in general yeah. even that is the same so with that in mind, I don't. There's no reason to fall out with anyone. That's why I see when all these like comedy promoters arguing over Brexit and things. It's like guys, like there is reason to fall out with someone only if they're the kind of person that's getting the kind of skill. Get you fired from a job. And yeah, there you go. That's your one. <laughs> Suitcase full of dildos. That's the name of this. Episode. Oh, you say this. I've seen um when I was looking for <laughs> images and stuff like for you for the podcast. Like I saw you with like all these random model goals and that like so I think you've been doing pretty well. That was since. my life. That was when I first moved to London. I was leading le- oh. that crazy that was me oh, being okay. crazy. Yes. In fact one of the random model girls I think in that picture was the one that knew Ian Watkins. Oh fucking hell. But at no, I think at no point in that crazy time would I ever have let that happen to someone that happened to me. Like when yeah. that boss yeah, was yeah. firing me over email I'd have gone, what are you doing? Don't fire him. What you, he's not doing anything wrong. You don't seem like the kind of person. So, yeah. We have not spoken since. I think the old me, years ago, maybe even five years ago, would have been trying to mess you, go, can we at least talk? Oh, can yeah, would have been a bit more, yeah. But now I just go, well, that's clearly fucked and you can't ever repair that. You get again. to that point when you realise, you know what, it's not worth my time. Fuck it, whatever. There were times if, when if I would fight tooth and nail to yeah. try and, which weirdly, looking back, yeah. it was the wrong thing to do because I think if you appear weak in the eyes of a woman, yeah. that puts them off you even more. If you're sobbing going, yeah, yeah. what can we do to save this? <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Like, I had a six-year relationship and like mine wasn't as bad in the sense of stuff that she did like that, but we had a lot of messed up stuff. And But the only thing is, when you have children, I have to still now keep a relationship with her. Yeah, you, know you have I mean? to. That's the worst part. Yeah, but she's she's a nice person. She's a really good mum, but she's not the best human being to me. You know what I mean? But I'm I not going to go into it too much. No, I know, but I, I, I've had that, and I've known friends that have happened to that too. Not with, ki- not with kids with me, but I've had that with relationships where they're just like... I think sometimes emotion overcomes logic. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's both just like you're trying to punish me for something. You don't need to do this. And I'm speaking to you reasonably. I've not yeah. raised my voice. I even make a point of not getting upset. So you've got no ammunition to use in this warped, deluded case you're trying to build against me. Because I think yeah. another thing that some, not all, some, hashtag not all. It is true. Not all do it. So there's very few girls that you meet that are absolutely cool. Not many. I think when they're trying to break up with you, they try and invent all these things in the head. Yeah, and all yeah, your yeah. virtues. That, all the things they used to love about you back in the day, they're like, oh, I don't like this about you anymore. And yeah. you've done this and you're like, you used to like that about me. And I think they try and build this case to justify their actions sometimes. They do. So... I'd love to know what her justification was. Oh, in her head. For getting me from doing, or doing all that stuff. Yeah, but then I'd go and just go, but you'd never get a real answer. Even, I mean, you could never get a justifiable answer because it's not justifiable. Yeah, yeah. You could imagine, like you said, maybe the fire really If you were bored, her. great. But <laughs> what? that's a bit strong <laughs> if you were bored of me to go to that. Oh, length. to go forward. Why not yeah. just be honest and say, I don't have to go through the deal of thinking stuff's different. And what you said, more. Carl, about some girls are really cool because some girls are really like you can have a laugh with them you can be banter you can like tell Excellent dirty time. jokes like you're around your mates and they're really yeah, fun yeah yeah they're, girls. yeah they're the best ones by far but that's what this chick was like and at some point so she used to learn she became <laughs> sounds weird but she became a girl she became a girl I hear you I hear you and it became yeah the genuine very erratic I need space okay why do you need space I just need space we, the old you would have explained yeah. what the problem was yeah. we would have 
talked it out or gone, all right. There are very different things between that. They think they're explaining everything when they say, I need space. But it's like, no, tell me why you need space. What is it and on they go, why, do you, why should I tell yeah. you? It's not a depressing thing. I need thing. to explain not, myself to you. It's not an You're easy thing. It's like, for asking. I need to understand this concept. Yeah. I need to understand what the hell is going on. Because also I know the, the ramifications of, uh, again, being perhaps from a one-parent family. I know what it's like when shit goes bad as a kid. Or if at any point you need to, like, dip off to say, we can finish. No, no, it's fine. Cool. Or if you're bored, you can just wrap up the show. No, no, I'm fine. I'll <laughs> talk forever. Don't worry about me. But, yeah, I do I do think, because I know the consequences of people not getting on and the, the devastation it creates. Because I know there's this other agenda now where it's just like, oh, it's fine. You can be a one-parent this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do it. But I do think it's better if you have a mother and a father or you have at least two know. parents. I've never had that, so we can't say it's same. No. Well, you know what? Having said that, Carl... Mm. All the people I know that are actually really interesting, and Joe Rogan said this once in his show, all the most interesting people that he knows and that I know in my life come from fucking crazy fucked up backgrounds. Yeah, all the people that had it all all growing up (laughs) and had two parents and all family. Yeah, they're the most dull, fucking boring people with nothing to say for themselves ever. You know what? Actually, I'm thinking out of my group of friends. So I take it back. I'm yeah. glad what happened. <laughs> That's the thing, man. I, 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 yeah, I am. Um, I like all the weird stuff that's happened to me because I know it sounds really cliche, but it gets you to where you are now. Yeah. I like where I am now. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite philosophical about all what same, happened to me. Same. Just like it did happen for a reason. We are here now, and you know. But we were talking. But, uh, the, the darkness is always like dark. What is it? The days, the night Jesus. is always darkest before the dawn. Jesus Christ, get your croaks right. I say, is that Batman? Dark night, but it's a famous quote, isn't it? Yeah. No, night is always darkest before the dawn. Yeah. And it is. Um, and I do think, uh, in a weird way, it was good that it happened because it galvanised me into one Stein doing stand-up and kind of yeah, taking man. stock of my life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. you know, maybe she's got. Maybe I became. Maybe I did become boring. I don't know. There was no acting work going on at the time. It shouldn't be a bad. I used to be Mr. Cool, and all of a sudden. Like, oh, here's another thing that happened, Carl. <laughs> the same month. So, right? so far from what I've got, though, it's more about the case of, like, you should be able to act any way you want, and they should be able to, even when you're just sitting down doing absolutely nothing, they should appreciate who you are then still. I think what makes a great relationship is if you can be cool with each other and you like each other when times are bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and be I, understanding that it's not always going to be easy. You need to put work in. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't you'll, mean you'll have a rough six months, not between yeah, you exactly. two, but in your own lives. Maybe yeah. your job stinks and you, you're busy all the time. You've got too much work on. Factors, you don't yeah. see each other. And you have, that's the whole point of, I guess, working together in a relationship. Yeah. But I think when you have children, that makes it a whole new thing. I'm not sure what it is now, but everything is so throwaway. And everyone I know yeah, that's divorced. Yeah, yeah. When I moved to London at 27, okay, why are you going to drama school? You're too old. I've got this car. I've got this good oh, job. No, you want to I'm do getting something. married. I'm having kids. All those people now yeah. are divorced. They hate their fucking lives. And they've got children, which they love, but they've got them attached to a person that hates them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. using the child as a weapon yeah. against all poisoning the kids. And if you're doing a job that you don't love. And they're going, you did the right thing because at least you're doing what you want to do. Exactly. I fully agree with that. I got to a point where I realised I am miserable in the jobs I'm doing. I want to make a real effort to do what I want to do. That's what led me into comedy. Yeah, too. make small incremental steps to what you want to do. I, I had and a that big goes like with anything in life, not just doing yeah. comedy, but anything. I had a big like loss period for like a good like six months, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I loved writing. I've always loved writing. I know that I've got. I'm weird, and I can like chat on forever. And it took me a long time because I tried doing novels at first. You know, so like journalism, doing a journalism course. Well, that's just not really me. Um, 
I mean, I love all the real talk stuff, but I hate the political correctness in the sense of how you have to speak about these things. But you should be the guy that doesn't do that, pushes back against it. That's kind of what I am doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what podcasting is. I like is. to see that in, in comedy as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying... You you'll like my new set then. My new all the new... Com- all the comics, a lot of them, I think I'd say 80% are all like super politically correct. Yeah, I agree. Too politically... You can't be that. And I think, telling tales out of school here... <laughs> And Gerps has said this as well, so I'm not sure. Looking forward to speaking to Gerps. But there's a lot of comedians or comics or promoters that have nights that won't put you on, even when, and then they you see them putting other people on ahead of you. And you're like, well, I asked last week because oh, even five oh, yeah. minutes and the answer was no. I'm like, what's yeah. going on? Are the little cliques or islands of people? They're, I've heard about this. And they, they, people, who yeah. they pick, they want to let in or not. I don't yeah. know. I think Luke's had this trouble as well. Uh, Gerps mentioned this yesterday, so I'm not sure what the Venn diagram. Yeah, you know, who is that? Because I'm not Mr. Check shirt with a neck beard, kind of nerd looking, <laughs> um, angry at myself, comedian. I'm like Mr. Fucking I, um, Jolly. What's they called again? Hipster, hipster, hipster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the comedian look, so maybe it's that. I don't know. I've had a lot of issues getting gigs lately myself as well, so maybe it is. I'm not thing. saying it's easy to get gigs, and I know it's hard, and everyone it out there is hustling. And in fact, the person I, at the moment, I think is working harder than most. In fact, all of them really is Luke. He's always on a gig. He's doing three or four gigs a week. Like, yeah, he, he does put a lot of work. He's in. fucking hustling like a motherfucker. But even and he Sham, said, Sham seems to get a lot of stuff too. Sham's a man. Yeah. Mm. And I think he's the first person I saw was like, wow, that guy's fucking funny. He's a Robocop yeah. jerk. Yeah, yeah. Sham's fucking mental. <laughs> he's the embodiment of cocaine, man. I did Without a um, Golden Apple it. competition with him recently and he won it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, you should have won that. Like, you're fucking crazy. I had to go on after him, and it's like, yeah, I can't fill <laughs> three can't minutes like that. you. <laughs> <laughs> you talk so far. Oh, yeah, he's fucking good, man. But yeah, but Luke said, said you just, Luke said you just have to kind of like start moving out now, because he's in like Manchester and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. Think Darren, Don Archer, who we both know, who we've done a few gigs with. He's like, oh, just, big deals, he calls himself now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to him earlier. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's, he's doing like Hereford and stuff. That's kind of where he's yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. But he was coming the up one here night he's had to um, cancel now because the venue's been a bit weird. That wobbly comedy. Mm. I was doing that, um, but they had to cancel it. But he's still got the copy number one one, which is going well. Okay. He's getting a new venue for the other one though. It's just the venue was a bit. Yeah, well, I think now all this stuff that presenting thing's done. You know, it's August and all the all the really good comedians have left for Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, what goes on with that? Because I don't know any of that kind of stuff. Like you're new to it as well, so you, I don't well, know. We, me and Gertz were going to do it last year, and then the last minute, I was looked at the price. I was like, Gertz, we're new to comedy. We've done two gigs. We don't know how Edinburgh works. Yeah, you're going to get there. Do you just turn up, or do you pre-book things, or do you put your own show on, or what do you do? And if you want to stay in a house, it's like a thousand pounds for a fucking. Two weeks because it's like Edinburgh prices. People move out of the houses and go on holiday for a month. They go, you can have my house, oh. but we charge like a million pounds per room. Yeah, but if it oh, it's each room, so it's thousand pound for like a room. It's so, all the people I know they paid like a grand for the month. And you're just like Jesus Christ. It's like, mm. is this going to pay off? Because there's a million people there. There's a million shows on. There's plays. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. spoken word. There's comedians. There's people doing the individual shows. There's variety yeah. shows. There's open spots. You're just going like, to get lost in the in, in the, the mix. mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's without like, knowing how it actually works, I probably wouldn't do it yet anyway i think you'd need more of a name like i'm not even at the point where because uh, i know gerbs and that was sorry to bring you up again Gerbs. um i know that he was talking about doing paid gigs and i was speaking to him about it like about four months ago or so but i decided all those paid gigs have gone now those oh, okay. ones i did you're like i could go to pay gear it's like I, I barely got on this by accident i think cause it was theo I, bless him oh is that theo oh, but okay. i think he's Wisely, and he's done the right thing is to go for actual name comics now. Yeah, I went to see Delisa at his. 
I won a competition, me and Zoe McKell, do you know her? Mm-hmm. Uh, we won a competition to go and watch it. By Deliso. It was it was a good gig. It was really good. Yeah, but he, yeah, because I think he's, he was making the mistake of putting fucking nobodies like me and Gerps on and then getting out of pocket, paying us and no one turning up to the gig and not selling enough tickets. But seeing that though made it seem as though you guys weren't nobodies though, if you know what I mean. Perception is reality after all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Create, create the illusion of professionalism. That's totally not what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, they do say it takes between two and five years to get proficient at comedy, where you're actually kind of, you know, doing it. Doing yeah, I'm gonna wait. A, I want to wait a good like two, three years before yeah, I even think I mean, about I'm, pay gigs. I think yeah. a smarter, slow burn is better. I'm not. Get in, your name I'm not in a rush even to go to Edinburgh because I don't know how the lay of the land works yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You need to really get, you need to get a basis like, foundation. Yeah, I think you need like 20 good minutes or like 14 minute show and then you can go and go, I'm putting on this show. But even like James Cook, my comedy class tutor, James Cook, yeah. he put a gig on right. and then the result, he, when he got to Edinburgh, he was putting on Facebook going, can someone reach out or put this, to, send this poster and can you promote this and tell everyone I'm here? Well, he so was doing that. He's been of. doing it for 20 years and he was having trouble kind of, so I'm not sure because oh, all he has yeah. to remember. Do the comedy agents control it so they keep the people that want to be seen seen and everyone else just get lost yeah, in the yeah, like yeah. So if you're connected or you've yeah, got a no good comedy agent, yeah. they'll put you in a venue and make sure that's promoted and make sure your show pops. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you I know, don't know. You know what I want to do more than Edinburgh, though? What's first on my list for comedy goals is go to a download. Because they do, they have comedy tends to download. Yes, they do. Yeah, I've been to download quite a few times. But can you just turn up and be a... No, no, I'm, you've got to do it in advance. I'm, I'm quite lucky that I haven't done it yet, but I know someone that works in this stuff. Because <laughs> that'd be interesting if everyone's on fucking pills in the audience or, or cats. <laughs> oh, no, that's all right, because I'll be down there with them and I'll just jump on stage for like 10 minutes or whatever. But, um, <laughs> oh, you want to hit... Oh, man, I had the worst trip out story ever when I was a download. I had the worst <laughs> trip out ever. Like, I'm not a big druggy guy. But when I was there, I was like, I'll partake. I had like MD, like bombing it. And I was there for the five days. So by the time the second day of music came, it was the fourth day of bombing MD in a row. <laughs> and I didn't realise, because I don't like snorting, I didn't realise bombing this first of all was stronger. <laughs> and after a good couple of days, you will start to like trip. And I was watching Ozzy Osbourne, I was at the front of the Sharon. audience. And during the song Paranoid, I fully spaced out generally during Paranoid and then came back in at the end of the gig when it said the end and I just out and whatever <laughs> I did in that time ended the gig fully <laughs> believed it that I caused it so everyone leaving I was just stood there with my head down like I'm sorry sorry <laughs> fully believed it apparently I went into the toilet for a good like 20 minutes I generally believed I went in there for a piss took my coat off and came out but apparently I was moving super slow but um, I remember I got Luckily, my mate was there helping me back. I remember I got back to my tent. Um, he managed to get me a chicken curry, which I just didn't eat. That was nice of him. He was very nice. He looked after me. As soon as he got me back, <laughs> he was... Rio? No, no, no. no. <laughs> this was one of my good mates like, from a few years ago. The ones I've known since like, secondary school. I was lucky he was there. Um, but I remember <laughs> falling asleep for like five minutes in my tent, waking up and realising there's loads of slugs all over my tents and snails. And I genuinely believe people that put their snails on there out of hatred towards me because of the gig. <laughs> I went on such a paranoid trip. It was unreal, man. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I was sitting there with my mallet for the rest of the night just in case, having a cigarette, poking my head out. Sitting there in a what? With my mallet. What's that for? To hit the tent things? Yeah, the yeah. Pegs, okay. <laughs> I was so paranoid for that night and then like, okay. it wore off midday the next day and I was like, oh God, that was amazing. <laughs> 
And the slugs were gone because they've oh, forgiven you. You don't understand, my What topics have you got on this. your list, by the way? Oh, on the list? Yeah, um, he's got a list of uh, topics yeah, he yeah. wants to cover. What about the lightning the other night? Did you see that? I did not. You slept through it? Which night was it? Uh, like three nights ago, we had a really big storm. Like, the really biggest one I've ever. I love. I know the storm. I didn't remember the lightning. Maybe what? I was asleep. Yeah, you must have been like, it was like proper loud thunder and lightning for the whole time. I remember the thunder, but I don't remember the lightning. Mm. It was immense, man. It had like proper like forks and stuff going across the sky and all that. It was crazy. Whoa. Um, yeah, on, that one. Next. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing really else on there, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about at all? No, we've discussed the tragedy of my life <laughs> in comedy and, and love. Well, you come in on uh, Wednesday for the In Your House oh, actually. gig. Yeah, right. we're doing the In Your House gig this Wednesday, so come and see me. We've got our first time doing comedy in two months. Oh, really? I when when you leave it for so long, you start getting like, oh, God, can I you get the nerves. get scared. Yeah. The nerves stay anyway. They should do nerves are good. How is it the In Your House thing now? Because when we first did it, that one I was at, there's like six people at the bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you do it with... Um, the Not that good, that's bad, but... No, no, the good sound system. Did you do it with that, or was it that little crappy one when you did it? I don't remember. Your mum was there. <laughs> it was... Uh, I'll come across great on Me, the podcast. Me, Luke. Who else was it? Jack Dawkins, oh, is it? Jack Harris. Jack Harris. He's me. coming on the podcast in a week and a half. And uh, I've got to go on his podcast. They asked me like a month ago. I was doing all those Switch. events. I kept going, yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, oh, God, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell him I'm back now. Uh, oh, actually, that film, The Witching Hour, is coming out with me in it. Oh, bugger, yeah. That was one of the... Fi- I didn't write it down on there, but I actually had it written down on my thing. Yeah, tell me about that. I wanted to ask about that. Uh, there's an Amazon series called Dark Ditties, mm. and, uh, which may be switching apparently to Sky was it Arts or Sky Cinema. One of them. One of the Sky channels. Sky they said. Arts, probably. Cinema is all the films. So. Uh, and it's this series, these series of like vignettes and little horror story morality morality drinking as well. Jeez. Acting. Uh, morality tales and uh, the latest one is a feature length film version oh. called The Witching Hour and I play Tiberius Crane this evil uh, demonic priest I did see the pictures of it and it was the way I described this was um, Me, Freddy Krueger meets 70. the vicar yes yeah Freddy Krueger meets the vicar in fact the it's guys that made it are making a documentary with Robert Englund the guy that played Freddy Krueger oh really oh wow okay yeah because he's not doing the new one is he if I could get signal here, I would show you a picture of me, but alas. Well, I've already seen a picture anyway. I've there seen he is on Insta. On who? But when you press it, it just goes to the wheel of death and you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, I've already seen him anyway. I saw a few of them earlier. But yeah, it's really out, impressive makeup. It's out in August. Stuart, uh, God. Stuart Conran, sorry, did the makeup. He did the makeup in Hellraiser 1 and 2, if uh, you remember that. I actually watched all those films. And Brain all the way Dead, yeah. some of the Peter Jackson zombie films, so he's got a pedigree in it. I didn't even know Peter Jackson. It's a very nice job. In fact, the, the outfit I had to wear was this awful, cheap ass nylon priest outfit they had made in China for like two quid. It's like this. Trench suit, was it? This well. looks shit. Like this shiny nylon priest <laughs> outfit, it's awful. But they got all this uh, ash from the fire and covered me in it, so it looked, I looked really old and zombified, so it worked. But i say everything I saw of it looked proper bang on. That's why, I, like, in the nicest way, when I heard you were doing something, I didn't expect that much, you know. And then I saw it, and I was like, wow, that's legit, man. Yeah, there Look he is. Cool. I've got a picture to work. Way <laughs> fucking hell, man. That's really good, though. But we can only hope. Uh, hopefully it doesn't stink. Hopefully. So what's the details, then? It comes out when? 
in August. They August. Just, and they've altered my voice, apparently. I did this voice anyway. They've altered it kind of electronically, so it's like a oh, scary voice. Huh? You got something on there? Obvious. No, the I'm trying to find. Hang on, where is it? Now we're just. This is the worst podcast ever because now we're <laughs> looking at Instagram and not actually talking. Oh, we can put this bit down, don't we? So oh no, just put it all on and it's unmolested. I, I generally do. I say that I'll go on and edit it. I don't. <laughs> to edit all the uh, hot button topics we talked about tonight, you probably have a two minute podcast. Oh no, fuck that. These are the topics that I want to talk about. <laughs> I like the proper topics. Don't want to be talking about Yeah, there they are. That's Gary the writer. Sorry, listeners, you can't see this. <laughs> Adam the director. And that's Robert England, the guy that played Freddy. Oh, wow. They're making a documentary about him. There oh, he is. Just about his. Wait, let me see that again. He's the old guy with the beard. You know, the bald guy looks like someone else. Sort of uh, the bald guy is Richard Jackson, who has a YouTube channel called Valverde. And if you're a oh, film yeah. fan, yeah. Uh, it's a good channel because they discuss lots of films on there. I know him, and they asked me if I knew a cameraman last minute, about two days before they left for Los Angeles. And I said, what about Richard? So literally, oh, wow. within two days, he's gone to bloody Los Angeles. Oh, thank you, so you got him. So there's another person you got him. hanging out with the movie stars. Hopefully he doesn't bang someone you know. Or the boss there. Uh, who cares? <laughs> At this point, nothing ever can happen that bad in my life again. So. No, you can't. You've gone through the worst now. And seeing that, <laughs> seeing that suitcase full of whips and chains, and then the bag next oh, to it full God. of pussy pubs and dildos, I just burst out laughing. It kind of helped, really. So well, I'm I imagine glad. after like three months, you kind of so like you had it in your head anyway. You knew yeah. what was happening. You just didn't. Well, something was up. But then, yeah, seeing them come out of the toilets, thinking, "Oh, that sucks," and then going, "Oh my yeah. god, this is kind of hilarious." There was a suitcase full of dildos and pussy pumps. This is like a Ben Stiller movie. It was one of them. It's like now you know, and you can like um, you can process it and move no, on. <laughs> pack it in a silk box and leave it in the past. Oh, I wish we had camera for that then. <laughs> Video for that. So, uh, yeah, there we have it. Yeah, for yeah. now, anyway, but we should do one of these again. I like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I think we should do, yeah. We've, we've got, we've got, got the natural cover. end now, so, yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much, then, my man, for that. Ethan McKinley. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, Carl and, Hinken. Yeah. yeah. And the baby face. Baby face, Carl Hinken. Yeah, man. Um, as far as the podcast goes, the next episode you'll have is either going to be the baby face and the goth, what I do with my mate, where we just talk about loads of random stuff, or... Um, <laughs> The WrestleMania podcast, which is all going to be about wrestling. By the way, goth, did you say goth girls were the best? I didn't say that, but I will say that. Remember I was saying like, the best girls are the ones like, you mates you can have like, banter with. I said guy girls. Guy girls? I guy didn't say goth girls. No, no. But goth girls are fucking great too. They are great. <laughs> they are great. Alternative girls are the dirtiest girls. I like they really girls. are, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Because like, <laughs> some girls are like glamour girls, or like the ones with the nice dress that look amazing with the amazing hair. They're the most... Like, oh, alternative girls understand the concept that by the end of sex is supposed to be a sweaty, wet mess. Oh, yeah, that's where I've been my whole life. God bless you, Goth and alternative girls. <laughs> right, but other than that, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Much love. Brap, brap. Brap, brap. Oh, good. shaking hands as well. Yeah, thank you can't you. see the handshake. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll see me down stage at a comedy. Yeah, club come down on Wednesday for the um, old Villa Bulls in your house stand up comedy night in Yardley. So, my no, it wouldn't actually. What's up?